Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O.G. No. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, medium, form related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about coming to you live, direct, Proof Concept Studios. What the fuck's up? What's up? This has been like, what is today, Wednesday? Uh, today is indeed Wednesday. That's, that's when we do the show. Yo, like, maybe, maybe it's end of year. Oh, it's fucking December 1st. Can you believe that? It's great. It's still, I'm still like processing 2020, right? And then 2021 is almost done. But also, fuck this year. You know what I mean? Like, 2020 was so crazy that like 2021 is just a wash. It's just a matter of like, did you make it? You know I mean, like, <laughs> did you make it to the finish? Uh, like, it's like, goddamn, we're here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, now, now we can rebuild, but like, goddamn, we're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have a job? Did you lose your house? Like, you know, like, is everything okay? Well, there there are a lot of people who are answering various things to those very loaded questions. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was like the night when you go out and you, oh my God, this is going to be a great year, but then everything goes to shit. Well, and then 20... We, did we expect for uh, 2021? 2020 was, it, it was just an aesthetically pleasing looking year. You write it on paper. 2020? 2020, yeah. Uh, 20, you know, wait, it's just like 2020. From 2019's vantage point right yeah so going, going into, into 2020 gotcha, you're gotcha, like okay. yo 2020 this is pretty cool Turn up yeah this is gonna be a good year this fitting to be my year do you know how many people said that yeah. and then march 15th shut it down shut everything down yikes and then 2021 it's like the day after when you got the hangover and you're just like oh my god i feel like shit i'm alive i made it but i feel like shit like Ugh, where's my wallet? I lost my phone. <laughs> you know, like my car, I got a ticket on my car. And then you're just like, oh, fuck this. And then the next day, you're like, all right, I'm going to start over tomorrow and I'm going to feel better. So that's going to yeah. be 2020, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, you know, all I can really say, man, is, uh, you know, I understand how you might feel a little down right now. Um, every now and then we go through adversity in our lives, right? We, we, we take on the challenges. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. Uh, you know what? What's amazing about life sometimes here, Rain, is, is that, uh, you know, uh, Fabe, shout out to Fabe, uh, my, my new workout, uh, buddy. We, uh, we're starting to go into the gym now, uh, hit the gym nice. together. Uh, good times. Um, Fave, uh, when we play the 49ers, when I say we, of course, anybody who knows me knows I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. We played the 49ers, and Fave, through a very series of events, uh, said, man, how come you only talk shit? When after this dub secured, I was like, well, take, thank you for the compliment, because it takes patience to not talk shit before the dub is indeed secure. I was very tempted this entire past week to talk endless shit. Uh, about the LA Rams because of course the Rams played the Packers and you've been talking shit for quite some time. Tell uh, the truth though. That is the truth. Des- I, describe my shit talking. What, what falsehoods shall I be? What so what, what, what am I so for our listeners, here's my shit talking. Yeah. Occasionally in the group chat, mm-hmm. like once uh, once or twice a week leading up to the to the match, I would text like, you know. 11, I think we played on 1128 or was it the 29th? It's it's the 29th, but you kept saying 1128, so I was very confused. Uh, yeah. No, well, I kept saying that I hope Aaron Rodgers gets suspended until 1129, right? Which is like the day after the game. So it's it wouldn't the have day mattered. of the game. No, we played on the 28th. It's the 29th. You sure? I don't nah, know, bro. Actually, I no, think... you're right. It's the 29th. Yeah, so I was saying I hope he gets suspended until the 29th. Right? Sure. But my shit talking was like, 
Eleven twenty-eight, we coming. We're gonna see you eleven twenty-eight. Mm. Can't wait till eleven twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. shit talking is never like Aaron Rodgers is a bum. Fuck the Packers. Devontae ain't shit. We're gonna we're gonna Are fuck you, y'all so up. You're sure, if I do an inventory, one hundred percent, yeah. Because like I. Even when if I'm playing Fabe's team, I'm never like, oh, fuck uh, Jimmy well, Garoppolo, fuck the 49ers. Well, they, we're going to kick your ass. guys like six times in a row, so I could understand why you wouldn't do that in that case. But we've, uh, sure, like they, for whatever reason, we always play down to the 49ers, but we always take down. the division too. It's passed down to the 49ers because yeah. you keep losing to them. But we always take the division. So like, even if we lose to them, I'm kind of like, eh, we're still going to be number one or two in the division. Mm. Um, but no, my shit talking is never... Uh, trashing players. I don't trash players or trash teams. Mm. I just, I talk up the game. Yeah. But it was a good game. You guys won. No, it uh, was a terrible game. Uh, I expected more. It was a terrible Rams. game yeah. for, um, for the Rams. Uh, for Matt Stafford. I think. No, for the Rams as a whole. Defense, offense, special teams. Wasn't great. Um, wasn't a great output. I mean, it was a higher scoring game. So, yeah, I think our defense could have done a lot of work. Garbage time. You guys but, got um, a lot of points in garbage time when the yeah. game was pretty much already locked up. Yeah, you know, Matt Stafford gave you guys 16 points. It was hard to come back from that. Our defense was like fighting uphill. But either way, we got the Jags this week. (laughs) Short-term memory. We move forward. You know, it's these times in life that you're going to miss. You know, when it's all all said and done, you're going to miss these moments when you're able just to talk endless shit to your friends. I don't know what you're talking shit about. I don't know who you're talking <laughs> yeah. shit to. Because you know why? We got the Jags this week. So What about the Jags? Okay, okay. That's all so, that matters. So moving past the fact that you guys actually might lose to the Jags, um, be defeating the Jaguars is not something that you can really hang your hat on. It's, it's not the small victories or losses that matter. It yeah. is, you know, it's not the battles. It's the war. Ah, uh, okay. Right? What's yeah. the war here? The war is to is to get to and win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and that's, then that's also not going to happen. You have to go through those sixteen or seventeen battles to do yeah, it, right? So yeah, each yeah. battle doesn't matter as much as winning the war. Yeah, and what happens if you guys lose to the Jags this week? What happens to the war? Then we got the Cardinals <laughs> that week after that. <laughs> you know what? I love it. I lo- I love the dogged dedication. Listen, you know, you're not jumping off the look uh, forward. Off the, uh, the bandwagon here. You're not. You're not. You're not heading for the hills. A great you know? man once said, mm. "Spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors. <laughs> they, they dip, dip. <laughs> as quick as they can." We got the Jags this week for sure. For sure. Anyways, I had to talk shit because you know that's that's, that's mm. what we got to do when our teams play each other, uh, as I'm sure you would. With me, uh, if, if I gloat silently, were, that's bullshit. No, you wouldn't. You Silent know. gloater. <laughs> Every two months, you would just text the score or some shit to me. Uh, come on, yeah. You, you, you Every three months. Uh, <laughs> two months is you know that's that's two that's months. insensitive. When have you ever been concerned with being uh, too insensitive? Um, uh, a couple other things. Um, we were talking before the uh, the show started about. Like, like there's just this whole idea of just having like an off week, you know, you're just having a one of those week. And I just wanted to say for those people who might, you know, kind of be in that same boat, whether it's this week, last week, a future week, uh, look, it's up to you to get yourself out of it, man. You, what I, what I, I, I was thinking about it just like, uh, just before you came, uh, came over to the, uh, to the studio. Um, and what I kind of came to the, to the conclusion of is, is that like, look, I'm not saying at all that you know, it's up to you to overcome your own mental health issues, you know? Um, 
because I think that's silly. That's a silly thing to propose that it's solely on just your just your thought. You can just move your thoughts past whatever mm-hmm. mental thing you're. But it is your responsibility to decide that you want this thing to be like to get past this hurdle or this whatever the thing is. Right. It's not solely your uh, thing to deal with as far as getting over that hump. But it is your it is your responsibility to say that you want to get over that hump yeah. and actually go through the steps. So if you need something else to help you, if you need a therapist, if you need to some sort of medication, if you need um, just friends, people to talk to, whatever the case is, it's your responsibility to come to that conclusion and say, hey, I need this help to get over this hump. Right. And so I think for me, just like mentally speaking, um, I kind of had a you know pep talk with myself. All right, self, let's sit down. Hey, let's clean this shit up here, okay? Yeah. Let's 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 clean up house here. You know, you you want something? You have something you want to do? Fucking do it. You know, stop fucking crying about your inability to do it and just get the shit done. Yeah. You know, it's not like you've never done this before. And so, anyways, in having this this challenging week, mentally speaking, uh, I think I'm realizing like, yo, just fucking nut up you know what i mean and 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 for me in this particular situation i'm able to do that but i'm not saying that that that's the same thing that happens for everybody who's dealing with whatever thing yeah mentally you know what's doing. crazy like mm-hmm. literally me and my girlfriend we were having this conversation last night right whereas i'm of the philosophy that sometimes you have to choose happiness mm. and not everybody does some people like to live in their sadness right mm-hmm. now and, and her rebuttal to that was like Oh, like, well, do you think people who suffer from depression, like, do you think it's that easy for them? Like, sometimes they want to be happy. They just can't. Right. And I'm, I believe that. And, and I, I sympathize with that 100%. Right. But what I will say to that is like, even if you do suffer from depression, the only way or, and whether you're, whether you're suffering from depression, you're just going through a bad period in your life, you're, or, you know, you're just, you're not going through a bad period in your life. You're just being lazy. Right. Whatever the thing is. Whether it's choosing to be happiness long term or it's choosing to be happiness day by day or choosing to be happiness, choosing to be happy about small things that occur throughout your day. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I feel like a lot of times it starts with the choice, like waking up in the morning, getting out of bed on time, brushing your teeth right away, not like not jumping on Instagram or TikTok as soon as you wake up and like looking yourself in the mirror, kind of like what you said you did today and being like, all right, you know what? Today, I'm going to I'm gonna choose to be productive. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to get shit done. I'm going to choose to find something today to make my day worth it. And you got to start there. You're not going to be good every day. You're not going to be good every week. Shit, you may have an off. You know, we talked about having an off day. You may have an off month. But you got to find a way out of that shit. Otherwise, one month is going to roll into like three. And then three months rolls into six. And then well, fuck. 2021 is almost over yeah i mean well i I can sympathize with what she said because it's i don't think it's like that like what i was just saying i feel like for me in this particular situation of just this week i've just been like kind of like in a fog of just like i've got a lot of shit to do and i just haven't been able to get to um, a majority of it um but i think for me in this moment it's like kind of as easy as like pep talks time self you know but i think for other people when it comes to things like being happy and all that i think that's a much deeper situation that's applicable to everybody in their own scenario you know i don't think that there's one 
Yeah, it's whatever. definitely not like an easy like one, two, three step program or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just generally speaking, I mean, sometimes it starts, it does start with a choice. Like, for example, like there was a point in time in which you were like, we were like, all right, are we going to do this podcasting or are we not? And then it was a choice to be like, all right, you know what? Yes, I am going to do it. And then all, and then you have to follow up that choice with like actions, right? Yeah. It's like any plan without actions is bound to fail. A choice or decision without a plan or actions behind it is going to fail as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in, in, in any case, uh, so, yeah, uh, that has nothing to do with any of the main topics we're going to talk about today, but uh, but I figured I, I'd start off with that. Some good um, advice, uh, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, like to, we like to, you know, get throw some uh, self-help stuff out there, uh, you know, on the, on the podcast. This know. isn't a meaningless you, you podcast. A, I know it. branch the podcast off into some sort of self-help. No, no, you come here for movie and jokes and inappropriate comments, you might learn a thing or two. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. With that, we'll get to uh, this week, next week. Um, so this week we've got coming out. Uh, dude, this particular week uh, in December is dry as fuck. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, there's Licorice Pizza that's coming out. That's kind of like a indie movie that uh, seems to be perking up some people's ears. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I I, I think it's like exclusively in theaters. I, I I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um. But I'm not seeing much that's going on, man. Uh, I know Hawkeye just came out last week. Uh, and uh, there's not much on the horizon for the first couple of weeks of, uh, of of December. Although we actually are going to talk about that. So I'm, I'm immediately lying as I say that. Because we are actually going to talk about a, 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 a reboot that's coming out um, shortly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's like... I'm like the COVID kind of fucked everything up, man, where it's like, sometimes we get like four movies in a row. That's like, Oh shit. Like this entire week is lit, you know? And then two months go by and you're like, I have not seen anything that's of note, uh, even remotely. Yeah. What we got coming in December is we got, uh, we got some Spider-Man no way home. Don't we also have the matrix four? Yeah. I'm not, really hype on the Spider-Man, but the Matrix, I'm looking forward to that. I thought that shit was coming in 2022, but no. they, they bumped up the calendar, didn't they? Well, they they bumped back the calendar because it was supposed to be back in uh, 2020, uh, 2020 that we got we got this. Of oh, course, really? Now we're getting it in 2021. Uh, so, so, yeah, I am beyond ecstatic to see it. Look, I, I'm keeping my expectations very, very fucking low for this movie. Um, now, and this is with saying that I have indeed gone back and watched the uh sequels uh both reloaded and resurrections we'll talk about this actually later like unpopular takes but an unpopular take is i kind of fuck with them dude like i think that there's a lot of people who are like yo those sequels were garbage um i think that it suffered from what i feel like sometimes it's it's like the surface level thing of the acting and some of like the stylistic choices um it, those weren't great with the, the sequels, but the underlying messages and uh, the the philosophy behind the films, I thought was was top notch. Uh, uh, in you know, honestly, still on par with the the first film. Um, and that you know, and by God, if you haven't watched the fucking sequels yet, I'm apologizing, I guess, ahead of time for the spoiling I'm about to do for you, but. Also, stop living under your rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, don't apologize. <laughs> uh, but um, 
but to to to, to see him to, to like oh man we broke free from the matrix and we're out of it in part one or in the first matrix and then reload it we get to find out oh wait that was kind of all a part of the plan all along like yeah. that's just another system of control and then in in three we get you know it's sort of a little bit all over the place but uh one of the main ideas is this idea of um or the, i guess one of the prevailing ideas throughout the entire series which is uh, free will versus determinism you know do we get to choose our own fate or is somebody choosing it for us you know or something or uh, choosing it for us and it's already sort of like laid out um yeah anyways so I just went down that rabbit hole uh, for no discernible reason, all to say um, that I am very much looking forward to the Matrix Resurrections, but I'm not, I'm going into it low expectations, so I'm not disappointed. Not that I, you know, think that it's going to be shitty, but I just don't want to be like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And I, ah!" and then to see it and be like, "Eh, eh, yeah, I think my expectations are tapered like fairly, like where they should be. Like, Mm. Not overly hyped, but yeah, not, yeah. I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm just excited to see more of this story, right? Like whatever story they tell, mm-hmm. good. I just want to see more of it. That's really all it is. Um, do I think they're going to do it justice? Yeah, I don't think Keanu, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, um, and, and like some of the returning cast members. I don't. I know that's those two aren't the only ones, but I don't think they're going to come back to this project if it wasn't worthwhile. And I remember reading like a small excerpt from a interview Keanu did. And he talked about like how he was reluctant to come back to that project. And it wasn't, it wasn't until he read the script and saw the story and where they're going with it, that he was just like, all right, you know, I have to do this project. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not something I could pass on. I have to finish this story and the story is going to be great. So I'm excited for it, but I'm not like to your point, I'm not going to over the moon and I don't have these like super high expectations. I want it to be, if I want it to be anything, like a final complete story, kind of like what we got with Logan. Yeah. Logan had the action. I don't think there's going to be a final story. No, 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 no. Or like a final, uh, the final story with like Keanu, right? With like his version of the one. Because even if there's more Matrix films coming down mm-hmm. the pipeline, I don't think Keanu is going to be in it. So finish telling me this story of Maybe. this character. Why do, why do you say that? Um, I don't know. He's I think getting old. I think he even he was even reluctant to do this film. So would but he? I, but I think that's that's it, because he still clearly just he has no problem doing like eighteen John Wick movies. Uh, so it's not. I don't think it's about like the physical toll. I think the reason why you'd be reluctant to go back to the Matrix is for one, he saw how much heat the sequels took, and those were actually pretty decent. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you spend all this time away from it, and and honestly, the the Matrix is still like culturally speaking. Uh, it, it's on the Mount Rushmore, I think, of for sure. film history. You know, for sure, um, it, it has to be. You know, um, or, or at least the 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 Matrix trilogy as a whole. And I guess speaking even more to just like the first Matrix, it's just so fucking iconic. It's like, well, do we really want to fuck around with this thing? Because we could just spoil you it all for everybody. It, yeah. yeah, or we could leave it, or if we come back to it, we could fuck it up for everybody, right? Although I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer that saying that the thing that comes after whatever your original thing yeah, is, yeah, it doesn't tarnish the first. Three. I feel like it's different, right? It, it's different for it's different for a sequel because there's a world where in this fourth matrix that they can fuck up what we believed to be true in the first matrix, just like they did in the matrix loaded and matrix resurrections it kind of fuck with like what we thought to be true so they could fuck it up in the sense that like oh that thing you thought was true yeah that's definitely not true at all (laughs) you know uh from the first and second and third films 
But anyways, um, that actually bleeds into a very interesting conversation. We're going to jump the headlines real quick. Um, uh, so Jessica um, uh, Henwick, and we, we remember Jessica Henwick from uh, Iron Fist. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. she yep. she was the 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 lead, uh, or I guess the the co lead. I don't know. Well, I guess the dude who played Danny Tran. D- Danny uh, is that that girl we both hate? No, 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 no. That's from um, Daredevil. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Guys, I, I don't want to <laughs> no, 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 talk no. about her. No, 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 not her, not her. Um, no, no. Uh, she she played opposite. Uh, who's the dude from Iron Fist? The the um, Froggy. No, that's that's from uh, Iron Fist, not from, from Iron Fist. We all hated Iron Fist. Yeah. I, I would Listen, assume. I, I, I didn't. I don't fucking know. Anyways, Jessica Henwick. She's we remember her from. Um, uh, from that, uh, at least I do. I don't uh, know yeah, you. she played Colleen Wing, and it was like Danny Rand, Finn, Danny Rand, Finn Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just came out this week that she actually uh, she was supposed to be in uh, Shang Chi, actually, uh, or at least she was supposed to audition for Shang Chi. Uh, and I'm assuming that was probably going to be the role that Aquafina ended up taking, but who knows? Um, but uh, basically, or it's either that or her sister. One of the two. You have you watched Shang Chi, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably that or her sister. Uh, one of those two, obviously. That I, I would probably assume that she was she was uh, going to audition for. But basically, both studios came out and been like, "You've got to fucking choose, all right? Either us or them." Now, what makes it really weird is that it wasn't as if she auditioned. At least as far as I'm understanding, and, and I could be corrected if 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 I'm you know uh, if I'm getting this wrong, but they wouldn't even let her audition for either role that she had to choose either between shang chi or matrix uh, resurrections Hmm. and she could not do i uh, she couldn't do both she couldn't audition for both and then figure out yeah you can't be blood and (laughs) crib but you can't i can't even audition to be no you can't (laughs) can't audition for the bloods and then audition for the crips you can't have a red rag and a blue rag rag. i think the reason why i find that so odd is because uh for one, people do that shit all the time. Like people, like Keanu Reeves is in eighteen different franchises right now. Um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, there's just so many actors and actresses who are in just a lot of shit. They're just actors and actresses in both DC and Marvel shit. You know, um, so it's weird that they tell her that. Also, like the two things have nothing to do with each other. The Matrix has no bearing on any superhero shit. They probably like didn't want. Any like scheduling conflicts, right? Where stars like you know I'm doing this project and I'm booked for these next two weeks, and that somehow impacts the production timeline or the filming timeline on the project, you know. And then any all of those things then incur costs, right? Of having to like wait, have you know the film crew on standby for when this person's available, so that like, yo you've got to pick. You want to go do that shit? You want to fuck with this shit? Um, but I think the re- so you, the point you're getting to, if I'm correct, is that like she chose Matrix Four over Shang Chi. Um, and in in an article I was reading, this is an article on like uh, NME.com. Uh, I don't know what the fuck website this is, but um, it's uh, she chose Matrix Four because she was like, I wanted to take on a role that wouldn't in in any way further or create more Asian stereotypes. Mm. Uh, which is like you know her character in the Matrix Four isn't necessarily about like oh like I am Asian I, and I don't think about I don't I don't think 
I don't think that that had like any bearing in it. What I do no, no, I mean that was her. That was a direct quote oh, from. Oh, was it her? Yeah, she saw in this interview. She said, "I don't want to create any more Asian stereotypes." Jesus, which Christ. is part of the reason why she went with Matrix Four. What? What article is that from? Uh, so this is on like enemy.com. It was like her. I think she did an interview she here. Said that by doing Shang Chi, she'd be creating Asian stereotypes. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, so she said like she doesn't want to be necessarily be a part of it, right? Whereas like she felt like sometimes when you have these like I mean, I, I, when, I, when you when you get typecast, right? Yeah, I, and I, I get sort of what she's saying from that standpoint, but it's kind of what Aquafina is de- dealing with too, right? I don't think that's what Aquafina is. She's well, got Nora from Queens. She's done a, a, yeah. a well, ton of things, so, and, and, she, and all and, and honestly, to mention like. Well, what Aquafina is dealing with is like the what is it called? Like black. Um, it's like where it's kind of what Iggy Azalea did. We had a whole discussion about that. It's like where you are a person from and of a certain place, but you like take on this character and this voice that is not reflective of like who you are, where you came from. So Aquafina gets accused of that, where it's like you know all of a sudden she oh. tries to sound like this black girl from Cali, yeah. but you're like you know I, I don't know what her ethnicity exactly, but it's like that's not who you are, where you're from. Same thing where Iggy Azalea got caught up in. Yeah, but I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, and that whole conversation, I feel, I feel like kind of stupid. But um, uh, I think the main thing that I'm trying to get get to here is um, so Jessica Henwick, um, like I, I can see where she's kind of coming from there, but also it's like just because a movie has predominantly Asian characters and it has to do with Asian culture or uh, is steeped in. Asian culture like that doesn't then mean that you're then going to be only typecast to those to those type of films it, c- it could mean that um, but I don't think doing Shang-Chi means that that's what like it especially being like a Marvel movie uh, I don't know like that, that's a tough sell to me and, it, and I don't know I would love to live in a world where I don't know I guess people have to make their own business decisions but that's just I yeah, I think that the, her the tone was like it's a Marvel movie, yes, right, um, but it is very much rooted in like Asian culture, right, and you know like their martial arts and there's always like, the, the fucking matrix, yeah, the, the fuck? well like that's not that's <laughs> martial arts, but not it's not necessarily rooted in like oh this is like this is like Asian, uh, you know karate or you know whatever the Asian martial arts are and like there are no like mythical dragons and there are no like you know there's no like kung fu well there's kung fu matrix for but you get what i'm saying like (laughs) it is not deeply matrix isn't deeply rooted in like hey this is we're telling us we're telling a bit of like asian culture through this movie as well right yeah whereas shang chi is that's fair so the quote that i'm seeing is a little different uh or at least um it it the, the idea is a little different in that uh I think the Matrix Four just seemed like a, a project that was um, different in terms of just like the story it was trying to like. When I watched Shang Chi, like that's a pretty basic story. Like it's not really that complicated. It's it's not that hard to figure out. But the Matrix Four is like this is something truly like different, right? And I'm I don't, but I don't think that that's necessarily. I don't think at least as far as I see it, I, I don't think that that has really anything to do with. Asian culture. I just, I think if you would have picked her in any Marvel pro, uh, project, I feel like the Matrix Four is probably going to be a little bit more unique or a lot more unique than whatever that Marvel film was going to be. Yeah, 
there is no there is no comparison between what they're trying to do with the Matrix Four and literally anything that they're doing with Marvel. So, but anyways, I, I mean, she's she's got her reasons. Uh, so who who am I to to say? But it's kind of fucked up that both studios are like, nah, you gotta fucking choose, right? Because there's like, you know, there's there's a world where the two could have coexisted. I'm guessing if if it was true that they were shooting at the same time, then then maybe. But uh, but perhaps the, and one of the other, other other things is perhaps she was looking at it from like what's beneficial for the future, right? Like so with Marvel, sure you could potentially have like another ten films that you're a part of. With the Matrix, it's either a case that where it's definitely going to be the one, you know, one off project, or yeah. <clears throat> or maybe she's also looking at it like, oh well, this might open the door if they start doing more Matrix films, just like you're saying, whether they have Keanu Reeves or not. Um, this Matrix Four could open. Yeah, up the and also I, I think a big part of it is like timing too, right? Like I'm sure she very much like who wouldn't love to do a Marvel project, right? Maybe the timing on this one wasn't right, but it's like you know I'd love to like have a conversation down the road about like future projects, and um, you know the studio might just might be like we want someone in this role who's like committed to this role, like you're you're working on this, this is this project is your main baby. Um, and that's it. So I don't see anything wrong with either side. I think she made the right decision for her career um, and her personal preferences. And I think the studio is right to want to bring someone on board who is like committed and available for their schedule, um, especially, you know, unless it's like some of the bigger name actors. Like you're not really going to tell like Leonardo DiCaprio that you got to work on their schedule unless you're like Scorsese or something like that. Um, but in this case, they may be like, "Hey, we we need you to be ready and available and and dedicated to this project." Yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> another thing that just came up is uh, Alec Baldwin uh, is going to be doing a special uh, with I believe ABC on everything that happened on on the set of Rust um, and, the, and uh, you know the the shooting that took place. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I feel like. We live in a very fucking weird time, dude, where reality and fiction has never been more blurred than it is right now. And what I mean by that, and I think I, I might have talked about this last week uh, when, uh, when 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 Addy was here, but basically you have people like you have movies and arts and all that shit's always is, existed, right? In, in one form or fashion, right? To some degree. Um that are basically mimicking life, right? Like we use that art, we use movies to, to mimic life. But what's happened over the last like 15, 20 years is, well, now you have life imitating art and, and it's never been more apparent than right now with the TikToks and fucking YouTube and everybody basically making these things that are um like I, so for instance like i'll go on like facebook or something like that right and there'll be these videos of like somebody doing something and being like this person finds out something something or they get surprised well i'm like first of all how the fuck did they get the lighting correct here why is there a camera that they're apparently not seeing that's just literally right there in the middle of all the fucking action yeah. like there's just no way this thing is real right like this is not like a real thing you're you're just it's like a script thing but it's presented as if it's just like somebody finding something out or being yeah. scared or and it's that like fucking tiktok voice telling my dad yeah, i'm like, going to marry yeah. a pineapple like <laughs> and there's the camera's already perfectly placed yeah, and know, the dad is like i love you anyway you know it's, it's on like, a phone too this, this shit is, is all staged yeah you know um and so this is like the weird fucking commingling of just like life trying to imitate art and art imitating life 
so when I saw this, uh, and I and I, you know, I think I still might pull it up uh, real quick. Uh, if you, you know what, you pull that up, yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna pour this up. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, multitask here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, listen, I, I could do that. Uh, we're pouring some bullet whiskey here into uh, Glenn Levitt glasses. Uh, mutual respect between the two brands, so it's all good. We're not crossing any lines here. You know, I told myself, like, in, during the month of December, I'm not going to drink any alcohol. So why are you? Why? Broke that rule earlier. So it's all good. We're just going to keep this thing going. Here we go. So we're going to watch this real quick, and then I'm going to I'm going to talk about it. Um. Pop that back up. Uh, so yeah, let's let's watch this. This uh, true. I don't even know what the fuck to call it. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why speak out now? I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You've described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on I that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock, you felt anger, you felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think back and I think of what could I have done? Alec Baldwin, unscripted, the newsmaking special event. Tomorrow night at 8, 7 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw that. Um, so I saw that. And the thought that kind of kept going through my head was those last words that the whoever the fucking the, the, uh, did the voiceover said oh. uh, a news making special event news making special event. special event and and what it did for me was it made me like wonder like the fuck are we doing here like and the way that they set that whole thing up was just like dramatic and it's a trailer it's like is you any need of this real like is it yeah. like what the fuck this isn't a fucking movie dude like what the fuck are we doing like did somebody literally fucking died like yeah. a real person, and and I I, I realize we've had other things that we've like they've talked to other people who either might have killed someone like OJ had a whole fucking special about if he did it this is how he would have done it right um 
we have stuff like this before, but I don't know why this particular one was just like. This one rubs you the wrong this, way a little bit. Why is this necessary? Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, none of it's necessary. That's like, you know, that's the answer to that question right there, right? What it is, is profitable. And it is likely to set, like, ratings records, right? Like, oh, this is the most watched hour-long interview special, unscripted hour-long. They'll find some type of stat to, like, stack this against, right? Um, For the network, I'm sure there are producers behind this who don't give a fuck about what actually happened, that someone actually died. But they're like, "We we need the primetime spot. We want to make sure that we like do this thing, pull it off perfectly. The production has to be flawless. Uh, ratings have to be through the roof. Um, we're gonna have this special. They may even have like you know one or two follow up specials after this thing, right? Yeah. And their concern is like ratings, ratings, ratings. We what are the biggest sponsors we can get to be? You got to look at who the sponsors are gonna be during like the TV commercial spots. Like, can we get? We want Apple. Pepsi, we want yeah, oh yeah, Pepsi, Ford, like the biggest brands, and we want them to buy spots during this TV segment because that's what's going to drive revenue, right? Um, so there's the family of the person who's lost their lives who has to watch this bullshit. There's the per the the you know the um, woman who died. Um, yeah, and, you uh, know H- Helena. Yes. Um, and then there's like the, the network and the, you know, the media people who just want to like, uh, we want to tell the story and, you know, we don't really care about who it hurts. We just want to tell the story and we're going to paint our narrative on it. Uh, I hate stuff like this because the only people he should really be speaking to privately yeah, I, are the, the crew who was there, yeah. you know, all the people who may be dealing with like trauma from the event, right? Yeah. The family of the victim. Apparently he did, or apparently he already, he already spoke to yeah, him. I'm sure he um, did. Cause like yeah. when I look at this thing, I could be wrong about Alec Baldwin, but I look at this thing and it really does genuinely feel like from what I've seen and what I've heard, it really does feel like this was a mistake that, and, and sure there's maybe blame to put every, maybe he should have checked the gun, but like also like you expect that there, the gun has been checked several times before it's even handed to you and you're just here to act and do a job you're trying to stay in character blah 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 but yes maybe he should have checked the gun i don't know but this just feels um distasteful yeah it's it it feels distasteful but and i'm yet to sort of pinpoint the reason why it feels so distasteful to me like because again this isn't the first time something like this has ever been done it's not the first time we're ever seeing some sort of after some crazy event actually happens in in life for them there to be some sort of ABC special about the thing and then there's a whole fucking let me sit down and talk about it and yeah all this other bullshit but for this one it just I don't know it it felt not necessarily wrong but maybe or or, or maybe I've changed right in in that how I'm starting to process things I want to get to a place where things matter you know in terms of if somebody dies, like that should mean something. It shouldn't just be like, well, that happened. And then just keep it pushing. It should be like, that should affect you, you know? And I feel like I'm personally getting to a point where, just like we were talking about earlier, where you're talking about the, the school shooting. <clears throat> school shooting. And it's just like, you just keep scrolling. You're like, I don't Yeah. Yeah. And, and I understand that we're human and we can't absorb everything. Otherwise we'd fucking go crazy. But at the same time, like watching this made me feel gross about myself. Like, am I going to sit down and fucking watch this on ABC and talk about how Alec Baldwin's re- recounting of how he 
you know, was a part of this woman dying and like, and be like, oh man, I'm going to eat some popcorn while I'm fucking watch. Like, no, this seems, ugh. Yeah, man, listen, if I ever get shot on a movie scene by like, or doing filming a movie and it's like Flex Washington shot and killed me or something like that, <laughs> you remember him? Yeah. And then they, they do a BET interview special and it's like NeNe Leakes is interviewing him. Um, you know, I'm coming back. I'm haunting everybody. Like, I don't care if, if I'm at heaven's gates and I'm like, and they're like, yo, you can come in now and just, you know, enter into the land of Jesus and in heaven or whatever and live peacefully and leave earth's woes behind. Or you can go back to earth. I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm like John Wick. Um, I'm coming back, man. I I knew what I find. I'm fine with my soul roaming the earth endlessly for hours. As long as I get these motherfuckers that are going to do this ABC special. Don't yeah. tarnish my name like yeah, that. So, so I saw this and I was just like, I don't know, man. It just ah, imagine yeah, how the family so feels. It's like, well, n- I'm imagining that he probably didn't do this without one. One would hope. Hmm. One would hope that he did this without. With uh, he did this by consulting a lot of people. Like, yeah, not just the family. I would, I would hope so. But like everybody who is there, everybody who might have been affected by it, and obviously they're probably still trying to work out some legal shit, which is probably a little bit of why he's doing this to kind of clear the air about some shit and yeah. put some things out there in the public. But you also know he has like a PR company representing him who is probably very influential in everything he does and says and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, you got it. Like, imagine how many people around him saying, oh, my God, you got to do yeah, this. Like, exactly. write a book, do an interview. Like, yeah. but if we do an interview, it's got to be the biggest interview. It's got to be a prime time interview. You know, it's got to be like, you know, like. Yeah, because this is different, man. This isn't like, this isn't like he just jumped on fucking YouTube or some shit. And like, hey, I just want to clear the air. Yeah. Tell everybody what's going on. He's like, you know, he, like, uh, he, he probably wanted to put out like a statement or something like that. And they're like, no, 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 no. I think no. he did put out a statement. And he's, he's been fairly active on yeah i saw he did like he did an impromptu like interview roadside Uh, it was like some camera people outside of his house and he just went out and spoke to them like you know Mm -hmm. guys like you know it was a terrible thing that happened like he it was nobody with i think there was like somebody with him but it like wasn't his like pr i think it was like daughter or wife or something like that but like he he seemed (laughs) to like yeah yeah true (laughs) he seemed um to like be speaking from the heart like you know Everything it was a tragedy would happen. I'm heartbroken for my, you know, for the family. Like, you know, blah blah blah. Um, it just seems like there's. There, I feel like there are a lot of people behind this thing doing it for the wrong reasons, which is like ratings and revenue. Well, yeah, and, and I guess that's that's how much you can t- talk about like anything, right? Like literally anything that the news report, so quote unquote news reports on, it that's the exact idea, right? They're profiting off of pain, essentially. You know, yeah. and I guess we all do to some degree, right? Like we're on the podcast talking about shit you know not necessarily i don't i think we talk about shit just because we find it interesting and just you know want to talk about it but i think that there's still an element of oh man the clicks and the likes and the you know uh you know who's subscribing and yada yada and it's just like man fuck and what you know are we it seems like we're just going to get further and further away from things that like um it's actually perfect that we talked about the matrix so much because so, uh, so in at least in part, uh, what the Matrix is based on, I believe, is this, uh, if I'm remembering the name correct, is is a, is a book called Simulac, uh, uh, Simulation and Simulac Cara, I believe that, and I might be getting that either mixed up or or not right at all, but, uh, but basically, it, it talked about how we're getting, we're we're not like living, we're not as we're living, we're 
basically living through like simulation in that in the sense that um we're not experiencing the actual thing we're experiencing the simulation of the thing like uh i guess one example that gets thrown out there is like uh disneyland right people go to disneyland or world or whatever fuck you want to call it and they're not like it that's not fucking mickey mouse that you're meeting that's a fucking <laughs> dude stuffed in a fucking mickey mouse suit right when yeah you, you go there and you're like happy and like it makes you remember all these things it's like but that's not none of that shit's real like that's just all fucking fantasy and shit that's not that's not an actual thing i don't know i feel like if you're the type of person to uh dissect disneyland in that kind of way you're you're uh no no but, the, but like not, uh, this isn't about that's kind of sad you know what i mean because no, i'm saying like this isn't about disneyland but i, I get what you're it, saying it's, it's yeah. about the idea that we're not experiencing like a lot of the experiences that we have are just like simulations of things they're not the actual fucking thing and i don't think that's ever been truer than right now where we're experiencing like joy humor all this other stuff but all we're doing is looking down at our phones and fucking watching a screen we're not actually interacting with people as in like having this conversation as we're having right now yeah we're just interacting with the device it's a simulation of of experiences you know have you ever seen the movie reminiscence no, no. It's a movie. It came out recently. It came out 2021 with Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Ferguson from Dune. Um, I mean, stellar cast, right? And the movie, like in the movie, uh, people are essentially like they go to like a memory bank. They deposit like their memories or they extract memories. And then uh, they can go back and relive those memories, right? It's like just being able to go to uh, kind of like going to get a massage, but it's a massage for like your brain and your memories, right? So you can relive your favorite moment. Um, and some people are saying like, you know, some people would view that oh, as a terrible thing, like the past is the past, like move forward, make new memories. Some people would say like, why not be able to relive your favorite memories of like a loved one who died or like playing with your dog who died or, you know, the best time of your life. Um, but it, it is a simulation nonetheless. My view on it is, I don't give a fuck whether it's a simulation or if it's in real life, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. I mean, Cause but like, that, but that's like the idea of like the matrix, right? Like, it's like, well, are you actually happy or are you, or is like, because that brings the question, like, what is, what is actual happiness? Right. So, so there's some people who spend all day on social media and say that they're depressed as fuck. Right. Um, and there's there's others who would say that oh no I'm perfectly happy I'm living a perfectly meaningful and, and fulfilled life, but but then like it, it's it's kind of like well what is your interpretation of happiness like when you because people say things but sometimes that's not tied to like an actual reality some people are like oh I'm I'm great and then like they just all the things that they say and do lead you to believe that they're depressed as fuck yeah um so so but but I think that that's essentially like kind of like what the Matrix was talking about which is yeah. like. Well, if you live in this this world that is basically just a simulation and you're living a life within that world, well, is that acceptable or do you actually want reality? You know, like like it, it, it isn't just having a feeling because if it is right, like why why is it that we don't always do the thing that does make us happy? Yeah, like all now, the fucking I think for me, I think the difference is. If, for example, let's, you know, uh, wasn't Ready Player One kind of someone on this 
Or, or was that just an animated movie? Because I think you had to like. Sort of. Did you did you watch? Pretty yeah, Girl? yeah, great movie yeah. by the way. Uh, hot take. Yeah. I thought. Well, people, yeah, we'll get into that. that <laughs> but so, like, I think like if you're living in a simulation, right? Like, let's say you you go to a place and you like lo- you put the headset on, you log on, and you like live in this virtual world. Mm-hmm. We have your virtual girlfriend. You get a virtual pussy and all that, right? Like, if like <laughs> if you're like living in that world and like and like. And, but you're actually living for that thing, I think that we can question whether or not you're truly happy. But if you found happiness in but, an experience, that's, that's I think exactly that's a little bit different. What my point is, is, is that, why is that, why is that a false experience compared to sort of like the life that we're all kind of like living right now with social media and all this other yeah. shit? Um, like what makes that fake, but what we're doing as real? Yeah, you know I, mean? I think one is additive. Like it adds to my. Ha- I'm already happy, and that thing makes me happier. No, I, think- I don't think anybody. Like I don't think everybody like starts like happy, and then it just slowly degrades from there. I think happiness is just like any other emotion that it comes and it goes. So, for example, like and I wish you saw the movie Reminiscence because it it's like it perfectly ties into what we're talking about. Where it's like, you know. I'm a happy person. I, you know, I've moved forward with my life and I, I'm living in the, in today and now, but you know what? I had a dog 10 years ago, mm-hmm. loved that dog, missed that dog. What if I go to a place where I can play with my dog again and it feels like he's still here and still real? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that is like additive, right? It adds to my happiness, being able to go back and relive that thing, but I don't live for that thing. That's true. But I'm, I'm talking about in in an overall sense, like meaning that like, um, I don't think we're all born with like the idea that we're all happy and we're this and then things just slowly degrade that over the course of time. I think yeah. that happiness is just like literally any other emotion where sometimes you feel it and then sometimes you don't. Right? Sometimes it is you feel the pursuit of happiness. It's even the, what is it? What, what, where does that where does that come from? The pursuit of happiness. Yeah, isn't that like the Constitution the or something like that? Uh, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of it is like the what is it? Is the Constitution the amendments? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, I should fucking know this. Is isn't like isn't that like the First Amendment or something like that? The right to like sure. life, liberty. Listen, <laughs> I was I was watching Michael Che's um, uh, stand up special on Netflix the other day. Great stand up. You got to fucking watch it. And he was telling the story about like you know. Uh, to black people, like I'm American, but I don't really feel American. It's a part of the Declaration. Of Declaration of Independence. It's like even that shit, right? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Like, was that written for us? You know what I mean? And like, so he was telling this joke. He was like, "This is how un-American black people feel." It's like when we drive through a neighborhood in like a predominantly white area, and you see all these like American flags outside of the house. That's your sign to get the fuck out of there. Right, like it's like that's how American we feel, uh, which is super interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it is the pursuit of happiness. I think that is what you're. Um, I don't think no one's happy all the time, but like I think the the people who are happy constantly pursue it as best as they can. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like I feel like this is a good conversation. We can keep it here for a second. I know we're, we're probably going to be over pressed for time. We'll cut something else, but. Um, I think that I don't I don't hot take I don't think the pursuit should be of happiness I think the the pursuit should be of understanding oneself and I think the difference between that is is that happiness is an emotion that's something that you feel and and can come and go and and perhaps you know uh 
perhaps you'd want to feel more happy than not, right? But I think that, at least in, in myself, what I find more, what I find more grounding is understanding why I'm the way that I am and understanding what works and what doesn't work for me. And I don't think that what works or doesn't work is simply steeped in happiness, but because there's a lot of things that I do that I don't, that doesn't necessarily make me happy, but, um, um, but perhaps is it a, a, um, a, a means to some end, right. Um, that one could argue might be happiness in and of itself, but as you're on the journey, at least as I'm on the journey, like it doesn't really, I'm not really concerned with just being happy so much as fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and I think that those often become synonymous, but I don't think that they are. I think that they're two, they can be two different things. Yeah. And I, the crazy, the funny thing is like, there's no right or wrong answer, right? Some people, to your point, some people uh, pursue like an understanding of oneself, which is, there's, I I don't see many ways you can go wrong with that unless you lean too much into one thing. Like, you know, like you're like, Oh, you know what? I like alcohol. And then you're like, I'm going to lean into this thing. And then but, you can but, go but very, but even alcohol, that, <laughs> too that, much of a good thing is a bad thing. I feel like that, that just like everything. And we talked about it before, you know, the podcast, but that's like balance, right? Like, like, uh, everything has to be in proportion. Like, so for instance, I, you know, we've had uh, numerous funny conversations about edibles of, of recent, right? Both mm-hmm. Group text messages and, and in, in person. And, uh, I, it's something that I just like never really did. Right. And so now that I'm kind of experimenting, I'm experimenting, Oh, no, that's not for me. Or yeah, this is, you know, this is kind of like my cup of tea. Um, and I think that if you just go your whole life without experiencing, experiencing some things, some things, then it's kind of just like, it's not necessarily, did you live or anything like that? But it's just like, ah, I was just too scared to try this thing. But then I did try it and it just realized that it's not my thing and, and backed off of it. But I feel like everything in proportion, right? Like if yeah, I just yeah, suddenly sure. went to like, no, this is my jam and I'm always going to do it and I'm never going to, then there's like too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like you need like a certain proportion. Life really is all about, you know, I, I, I don't think we're ever going to appreciate how true Thanos was, uh, what, what, what kind of prophetic uh, things he was saying by saying everything must be in balance. Now he was a homicidal maniac, but uh, but I feel like his the basic idea of what he was talking about was correct. That is that we, we everything needs balance. You yeah. You know, once things get out of balance, and balance can mean different things to different people. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> um. Anyways, so anyways, the, the, the Alec Baldwin shit. I don't know. I just find it kind of. I I don't even want to. I don't know if the distasteful is is the right word. I just it just hit me a, a weird way. Uh. Okay. So um. Super quick. Uh, Nicholas Cage is in line to play Dracula uh, for the movie Renfield, um, and and uh, Dracula is not even going to be like the main attraction in, in that particular movie. I think it's going to be about his assistant or some shit. I don't fucking know. But this could go one of two ways: either it's going to be wildly comical, and you know, based off of Nicholas Cage's like last like eighteen movies one might suspect that that's probably going to be the case or it could be fucking epic. Yeah. So, I mean, as fucking Nicholas Cage as as Dracula. I don't know. I mean, I think Nicholas Cage has been, um, on somewhat of a little hot streak, right? Uh, 
let's 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 redefine what i hear he did really well I, did, I hear he did really well in like the the tiger king movie right is that out or is he still filming that that's that's about to either come out yeah but I, from what i've uh, from what i've heard it's gonna he's he's he was born to play this particular <laughs> role based off of how eccentric the guy who's the tiger king is as well as nicola cage <laughs> born to play Show exotic. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's also the movie Pig that came out in 2021, came out earlier this year, um, which I hear uh, his performance in that was like rave reviews for it. They say his one of his best film in years. I'm noticing a lot that you're saying that it's like what Trump does, right? People are saying. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you can go on IMDb, look at the reviews for it. You can look at the articles. Like, this Pig is like, you know, this might be the rebirth of, like, Nicolas Cage's career. And, you know, I love Nicolas Cage. He's got some of my favorite movies. The Rock with Sean Connery that came out in 1996. Yeah, that, that's early Nicolas yeah. Cage or early-ish Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Gone in that's 60 not, Seconds. That's not late. Con Air. Talking, face Off. I'm talking about non 90 shit. I hear that. <laughs> I, what I'm hearing is there, there's some rumblings that that Nicolas Cage is back. And if that guy is back, then that guy as Dracula might be the perfect recipe. Knowing Nicolas Cage, he might actually drink real blood just to get in the character <laughs> for this role. That crazy son of a bitch just might. Uh, so that's that. Um also, we got word this past week about why Game of Thrones, uh, the spinoff, because remember, they're going to do a spinoff of Game of Thrones, basically as Game of Thrones is ending, um, they're going to do a spinoff about um, the Long Night, um, basically the, the first Long Night that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably didn't do that. Uh, and we're now getting a little bit of details on, on why. I think there's like a book or something like that that's come out uh, that basically is detailing some of the details of... of um, uh, uh, I, I think the book is called Tinderbox. Greatly said in the new HBO book, Tinderbox. Yeah, which which kind of talks about like some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, basically, the pilot cost about thirty million to make, and after they watched said pilot, they were like, "Not that interesting." Yo, you know when you're when you're watching something that somebody told you to watch, and you're like watching it with them, and you're just like you're trying. Or, or you're watching it with somebody else and you both look at each other like, uh, how that, do we bring it to them? Yeah. <laughs> that literally happened to me the other day. My girlfriend got pissed. Yeah. She showed me this stupid fucking video yeah. online yeah. Um, on like Instagram or TikTok or something like that. And I'm just yeah. like, and I was slowly, I was watching it and slowly like handing the phone back to her. <laughs> As I was watching it, like, yo, this is stupid. Um, and then she was like, no, no, no. Why do you call it stupid? You know, I'm very blunt. And it was a two-part video. So like, I started to hand the phone back to her as I was watching the first one because it was that stupid. And then she was like, no, 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 no. Watch the second one. So I, like, you know, swiped down or up or whatever. And then the second video was even dumber. So I probably shouldn't have did this. But I, like, I was watching it, and then I just kind of, like, threw the phone back over Jesus. to her she was not happy she was like nobody would be happy with that. she was like so you always think things that are like are stupid and i'm like no not always but like this is you know what i mean like uh, no, it's a delivery dude you, yeah. you gotta you gotta find a better way to communicate that didn't go you, over well you are not uh, a great communicator I, i'm a i'm a great communicator You're a sometimes just too honest no come on there's a difference. Honesty is one thing. There was also something right? else on. I, I think I was watching like I think this was like I was like watching the game or something like that. I'm like, 
come on, my priorities. Like show the game? Uh, Red Zone. Okay. I'm pretty sure Red Zone oh, was on. Okay. So right. it was yeah, like, uh, listen, I'm a great comedian. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm going to be decisive in this moment, right? <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. This is. <laughs> Uh, well, it wasn't that good for you on Sunday. <laughs> we got a. Uh, um, you guys haven't won a Super Bowl in twenty years. It's not going to be this year. Have you? <laughs> Actually, it's even a decade more. <laughs> Listen, we have the Jags this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, but yeah, you you are honest, which is a is that is typically a, a very admirable trait. But I'm talking about communication skills here. When it comes to communicating, you are very poor at communicating. I've got great communication skills. That's what I've always been told by but everybody. Why, why was she so upset with you that because your communication skills were, were so great? Because there's, I mean, there's a not world all where things. Could, there, there's a world where you could tell her the thing that you wanted to tell her without her, her ending up. Sure. Like well, that. so but here's the thing. And how long was the video? It was like thirty seconds. It's probably thirty. Seconds. I think it was like fifty-eight seconds. You know, like the Instagram you time. Last. Yeah. I mean, it was bad, and then the game was on. You know, um, no, no. It's like, for example, sometimes you can be a great communicator. You can be very honest up front. You communicate things how they should be communicated, and the person still doesn't receive your communication well. Yeah, like, yeah. for example, you threw her phone at her. I don't. <laughs> sure, sure. But like, <laughs> I don't let's think say that counts as. Uh, yeah, having great communication skills. Yeah, so let's say I'm arresting you, right? And I say you're under arrest. Yep. I'm communicating very well here. You just don't like what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I read you, you your, in, in, in your humble you opinion. You have the right to an attorney. In your humble opinion. You're going to be like, think fuck that's you. Um, no. I should have arrested happened. her for how stupid this video <laughs> was. <laughs> um, but essentially, that's what happened with this, uh, this Game of Thrones prequel is that they spent... 30 M's on it and then they watched it and they were like yeah I don't know if we can move on with this This is the money that is wasted in the world imagine how many times this happens Mm -hmm. Uh, a pilot is filmed for a TV show or uh, you know a movie movies that get filmed that never see the light of day right Mm -hmm. albums that get recorded and it costs 20 million to make the album and it never no one ever hears it Um, the money that is spent and wasted on things that never even see the light of day, it's insane. Thirty million dollars on a pilot, and it's not going to happen. Well, that's because to the people we're talking, it's fucking HBO. Like, what a billion dollar company doing billion dollar things? Like, you know, like uh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes you have to experiment with something before you really know what the fuck you got. Like, you know, and and for you know, for me, yeah, if somebody throws me thirty million, I'm not missing okay i'm not missing on the thing whatever the fuck you task me with for 30 m's there is no such thing as miss there is no such thing as oh i didn't like it or, or didn't it didn't meet my taste it is impossible right i don't know man listen for 30 m's if i miss you know what i'm not gonna miss when the new bentley truck come out <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm not missing i'm 30 up let's yeah. go i don't gotta do nothing else yeah i don't know dude i don't think i can miss for that um uh but yeah, dude. Um, anyways, so they said they didn't like it. They didn't move forward with it. So we're now getting that. Uh, and what's even worse is that then um, the House of Dragon sequel um, got greenlit. 
Uh, and so we're going to be seeing that soon. So this thing must have been really bad if they yeah. were like, we're just not going to do that one. We're definitely going to do Game of Thrones, just not that. Mm. That has to be, oh man. <sighs> the bragging rights they get over at House of Dragons because I feel like they were doing it all. I'm just imagining they were doing it on the same lot and one group was on <laughs> yeah. lot A, they were over in lot They're B. They were wearing the shirts like. Yeah. And the House of Dragons people were like, how's it going over there? Oh, we didn't get picked up. It's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sad for you <laughs> fuck off your parking spot's mine now <laughs> yo they were talking endless oh shit oh my god like through the group text messages to each other you know sliding each other like bitch that's why you drive a buick like yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get the, you're not gonna get the new belly truck i don't think you can afford that now talking to their wives like are you sure are you, are you sure you love him i mean his show didn't get greenlit <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, I would yeah, have loved. Tough, I, tough life. I man. hope. I hope it is that way. Mm. Like you're filming one show on one. Oh my god! Could you imagine if you're filming a show on like Universal Studios lot, and then like you hate the actor on the other show, and then your show gets renewed for another season, and theirs gets canceled? Ooh. I'm sliding on set. And I'm going to be the most annoying, loud person. Like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone, get your shit. You got to get turn in your badge. You got to get uh, off the lot. Yeah. Um. Like the dudes from um, Supernatural, you know, one of them got like, didn't one of them get invited to being like the the spinoff or something like that? Well, actually, one of them, uh, one of them, uh, is basically making his own show um, uh, about Supernatural, but I guess he's making it with the former, some of the former people. Um, yeah, basically, one guy didn't get invited, right? Yeah, but he's got, t- he's the, so Jared P- Padalecki, he's doing the uh, Walker, Texas Ranger thing. Mm. So, like, long story short, he's, he's all right. And also, too, f- fucking uh, Supernatural lasted for 15 yeah. seasons. Look, if I'm not invited to that party, oh, fucking well. <laughs> I'll be all right, okay? I'll be 15 okay. 15 seasons is way too long for anything. seasons? And I, now I got to walk back into another show with these same fucking stupid faces I've been staring at for 15 seasons? Fuck everything about that. Yeah, I don't that care how a- good it was. And it's supernatural by the end. Uh, and this is just my own humble opinion. Just my humble It's It was just unwatchable. Uh, to yeah, me. I'm, I'm uh, not going to fucking watch that show. I, I, I seasons watched- one through five? Yeah. One of the, one of the greatest series I've ever seen. I, I watched like two or three episodes of I don't know what the fuck season like with an ex-girlfriend and you know I'm just like let's turn this shit off and fuck you know so I, I gotta leave <laughs> yo you are you are a hard person I, one day we're gonna sit down and talk about what the fuck is it like or I actually I just want to talk to your girlfriend about what is it like to be in a relationship with you because you're it's, an asshole <laughs> it's honest and fun no, that, and whimsical honest and fun and whimsical uh, that's, listen I'm a great guy to, listen when I shit I light a candle you know what I mean like well, that's good. That's about all I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sound like you had more to that, and then no, just no, ran no. out. Then I was like, like, yeah, I, I pay, I pay the bills on time. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. Anyways. Uh. So. Uh. Our next story. Um. So, dude, we're gonna have to talk. Uh. Bond here for a second. Uh. And we we don't have to spend that much time on this. Uh. I don't have that many thoughts on this. But I do have a couple. Uh, no time to die. James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig's last turn as Bond. Um, what are your quick thoughts on on No Time to Die after you've had a chance to view it? This to me was um, 
I'm going to compare it to something. It is not a direct comparison. <clears throat> it, it is um, a sentimental comparison, right? Mm. Um, Logan. I brought this up earlier. Yeah. Logan was like, what a way to tell the final story of like this particular actor in this particular role playing this particular character, right? What a way to tell a story and to have it be complete. It felt good. It looked good. It it left no stone unturned. You gave yeah. you gave me everything that I wanted and a little bit more. Yeah. That is what I got in this bond, no time to die. Mm. Everyone showed up and did their fucking job. Yeah. I can't think of anyone in this movie who didn't do their job. Jeffrey Wright, who plays uh Felix Slider. He and his his relationship with uh James Bond, Daniel Craig, like it's just it's so so nice to watch. Like from Casino Royale to Quantum of Solace, like all the way through. I feel like he's been he's had a small role in each of these movies, right? Yeah. Um he may have been gone in like Spectre and blah blah blah, but he's with the CIA. He always kind of comes in Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. Um what a great like relationship. And you like and like the reason why throughout the course of this movie made sense to me. Like everything he does and the reason why he does it made sense. Um Naomi Harris was great. Naomi Harris. Nah, small she role. Had a, yeah, really. Yeah, so, they, they dialed back Money Penny in this. Yeah, small role, but I thought she was great. She, she like she did her job so so well that like not that you didn't really notice that she was there, but like she very clearly transitioned from like her role in the last film to this role, and it was like seamless. It's like okay, I get why after shooting Bond in the last film. Well, that was uh, so we had Spectre there in between. Um, so uh, yeah, Skyfall so she, was in the Skyfalls when she shot him. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Inspector. Uh, Spectre. I you know I was trying to watch Spectre the other day, and it's like the only Bond movie right now that that you have to fucking like rent. And I'm like, what? Just, oh, yeah, it came silly. out like five yeah. years ago. Just fucking put the shit out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely did not rent it because uh, honestly, it wasn't that great. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Ana de Amas. Yeah, Amas? She, yeah, dude. She's in a move, movie all of. 20 seconds why she's on all the promotional shit for it i it's 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 fucking gorgeous she pretty no doubt but i she literally is in like literally like her whole entire thing is like five minutes you, you know why she was so and like uh, as far as i understand she didn't like audition for this movie daniel craig handpicked her to play this character why? um because they were in uh, what is that movie he did with uh Oh, uh, knives out! Oh shit! Knives out. True, yeah. true. And yo, know, she murked in knives yeah. out. So, they both murked in knives yeah, out. Yeah. So after filming knives out with her, he was like, "She has to She's play this be, character." You this can movie. tell that they just wrote that yeah. character, and because she just comes out of nowhere. And at first, I thought, "Oh, is this gonna be like some sort of weird double agent where she mm -hmm. ends up fucking stabbing Bond or some shit?" And it was yeah. like, "No, no double agent shit. What the fuck was she here for?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, I feel like her character was just like a very like lighthearted you can tell like she's a rookie right she's a new agent um and like i feel like yo what a put on by your by your home team yeah yo come be in this bond movie real quick the, yeah especially like the fine one the of the map. biggest ones right <laughs> yeah. and now granted she's already like a well-known yeah, actress pretty, yeah. Yeah, she's, and, like, in, she's a uh, great actress in uh she was in blade runner 2049 i mm -hmm. fucking loved her in that movie i thought she was great yeah yeah uh, so she she's um she was in there was a movie she did a movie with keanu reeves recently um i forget what it's called but it's like um, it's her and another girl. They like break into his house. Kind oh of, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't watched that movie, but I thought I, she was I like light and fun. And, and in this movie, she was, she showed up. She was light. She was like a young new agent who's like, "This is my first big job. I'm so excited. You're a legend. This is awesome. Let's mm. do spy shit." When the action goes down, she was on point with her shit. Yeah, she was running and gunning as just like Bond was. And you could tell even in, like his character and role was kind of like shocked. Like, 
this rookie and you're this good at your job great and then at the end they're when they're like oh this is where we go our separate ways it's so great to meet you and it was kind of like this like you know any old job right we're just mm-hmm. working together at any old job and um so she was lighthearted. it was it was a fun really dope interaction remy malik was great daniel craig he showed up in the way that i expected him to show up mm-hmm. but even better and even bigger um there's nothing about this movie that i didn't like um, and what a way to complete this story. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll keep you a brief. Um, yeah, I just loved everything about it, man. I, I, I think, you know, as far as like a movie on its own, um, I think it was, it was a pretty decent movie. Uh, if I were to just to take this without taking it into context, anything else, um, I'd be like, yeah, it was, it was a cool bond movie, you know, probably not my favorite bond movie, but when you, when you put it in totality of Daniel Craig's run as bond, you're like, oh, that's such a that's a fucking dope send off, dude. Like, that's yeah. really dope. Um, how they were able to do that, and they didn't they didn't complicate it either. It wasn't like like let's make this like super complicated and tell this like it's like you barely even know what the fuck the villain is, like what his like ambitions. You don't really care. You're yeah. like, I'm just here for Bond. Just see Bond do some dope shit, and to tell me a story that's a little de- like a good end to. Daniel Craig's run as Bond and they delivered on that, right? Yeah. All those things that we like they, they it starts off on a completely different note than um you know than uh than we've ever seen a Bond it starts start off on. just a love story like this you know they're yeah. just uh, or, or in Buenos Aires. It starts Aries. off from the perspective of somebody else who's not Bond, which is mm-hmm. not how we start Bond movies typically speaking. Uh usually it's just Bond doing some ski shit, you know, yeah. blowing some shit up and then dipping out, you know, uh, is usually how we start off a Bond movie. Um but uh so so this started off really dope um one of my favorite scenes uh in it uh well there's there's a there's a lot of different favorite scenes but one of the ones that's like running through my mind right now is is a one where he uh where he kills the guy with the uh with the truck or the the car or whatever where he just like fucking it just fucking smashes the dude with the car that was that was fucking epic uh and then the other was when you get to the end and you know oh this is the end and he's just like they're playing the music and he's shooting everybody there at the end and you just oh man like it's just like you feel it like oh yeah. this is we're, we're coming up on it we're about to put the old guy down you know um and it was just it was just it was just really well fucking done i can't i can't stress enough how, how much i i enjoyed it i had a fun time watching this i i, I kind of wish i watched it in theaters i didn't watch it i watched i watched it in um you know when it when it came on uh on demand um uh or pay-per-view or paid on a man pvod um and uh i'm kind of wishing that i now that i that i saw it in theaters uh but it, it was a really good movie um really nice way to to send off daniel craig and and to be perfectly honest this is how they've created kind of the formula for how they should progress now i think whatever iteration of bond we do next let's let's just turn this shit on set i'm not even talking about whether bond's black woman whatever the fucking case yeah. is let's actually tell me the perspective of somebody who's not bond maybe as bond is going on fucking his world as someone who works with bond you're you're, you're telling it from the perspective of the people that bonds missions are affecting you know or or maybe the next bond is not that great at his job and like he's more messy that and and not as clean cut as the other bonds that's what that's what that's what daniel that's what we got with daniel craig's bond somebody who's I mean, he he's so great, Daniel Craig's Bond was wasn't suave, and he wasn't like the oh, super. You don't think he was suave? No, so like he wasn't suave, as in he can like get in and get out and move seamlessly through the crowd and not fuck anything up. Daniel Craig's Bond was Who like was the Bond that could do that, like uh, Pierce Brosnan. Nah, 
What? No, Pierce Brosnan was so nah, smooth. All he did was just wear good suits. He, he was smooth. This Bond was like, you know, Pierce Brosnan would have snuck in undetected. This Bond is like, I'm going to come in and start shooting. Right? <laughs> and like, you know, Daniel Craig has the intensity to pull it off. Yeah. Um, but either way, you know, there's so many moments through this film, like you said, that I loved. Um, I love how they dialed up certain things and you can like see it coming. Mm. Um, you know, him and um, uh, Ana de Armas, their first interaction where they're like, you know, he changes in the suit and they're going through the party, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like moving through. I think they like enter a certain building and they're moving through the courtyard and she's like, all right, let's go this way. He's like, let's have a drink first. Yeah. And you yeah. knew what was coming. You knew they were going to go to the bar. You knew he was going to order the martini. You knew he was going to order it shaken, but not stirred. Yeah. But you fucking loved every second yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, the, I, I think there was like a gunfight, and after the gunfight, he like enters the hallway, and like he does the, like the classic Bond spin and point the gun. Oh, that was I think I thought that was towards the wasn't that towards the end of the movie where he uh, closer to the end yeah, yeah, than yeah. the beginning. So, but like yeah. like that classic spin and point the gun and that long range shot. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Well, in that moment, like I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew it was like going to come at a certain point. Fucking loved it either way. Yeah. So yeah, this is a uh, the perfect send off. Yeah. What do you think? Just super quick about his uh, his daughter. Uh, oh, so, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't fucking just show whatever. Uh, um, you, you know, I, I just thought I, I love this sentimental moment, right? Mm. You know, when he's like watching her sleep, and then he's I like, it was just enough of everything. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like we had to, like half the movies between him and her or having like all these interactions, but it's just like we get like five to ten minutes of them interacting, yeah. and it's. it's and it, he cooks her he doesn't know if it's any good he's like you like it yeah I don't, yeah it was just i don't it's, know it it's nice dope. it was very yeah, yeah. it was tasteful that's all i can say yeah, about this very movie right yeah, yeah. um and then i loved how like throughout the course of this movie he got more and more reasons right you killed my best friend you blew up the grave of the woman that i love yeah right you tore me away from the woman that i'd love when like he put her on the train because he thought that she was the one who betrayed um him. betrayed him right yeah. and then when he finds out you didn't betray me you know, my daughter and this little girl. And then, you know, Remy Malik's character was trying to hurt her, right? It's like, yeah. oh, you gave me one more reason. So it's like, through the movie, they give you all the reasons why he's doing what he's doing. And then at the end of the movie, you get told a complete story. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, because we got some shit to get that we got to do. Um, look, uh, so we're getting a revival, so to speak, of uh, Sex in the City, man. Um, uh, Although it's it's very confusing what the fuck the title is for this, and just like that is essentially the title for this project, but it's a Sex in the City product. Like, uh, why, why is not? It, is it a movie? Is it a show? It's a, it's a series. Yeah, it's a series. Know, I guess a limited series. With the yeah, same cast. Doing, I think, Ten episodes. Yes. Uh, everybody except for, uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, Kim Can- the Cantrell. Yeah, Kim, Kim Cantrell. Cantrell. Yeah. yeah, Cantrell. Um, now I don't know what the fuck because yeah, I never watched that Sex and the City. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, what was the? Uh, do you know what the beef was? So apparently, um, Kim is it Cantrell or Cantrell? I think it's Kim Cantrell. Uh, I think Kim Cantrell. So who and um, who's the main star of the show again? What's her name? Uh, oh, uh, Sarah. Sarah Jessica. Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker. Uh, I think her and like during the filming of the show, especially the last few seasons, apparently they like hated each other so much that like they started to like not film any scenes Seems together, together right yeah. they wouldn't write them into the same scenes they wouldn't have dialogue between the two they hated each other so when they approached them about doing the feature film and then maybe like reviving the show um there were so many stipulations to like how they would go about filming the show 
how they would yo what could be so fucking unless somebody fucked like your significant other like what could be the thing that's just like yo we gonna get this bag yeah but also fuck all our scenes together like what what is so bad like jesus christ especially if it's just like i didn't enjoy working with you it's like yo we brady and belichick (laughs) did it for years and they won super bowls let's get the money let's get these although we did see how that 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 did end in a bitter divorce as well it did but at the end at the end of it i mean there's a lot that they both gained i mean championship rings yeah, was, okay but but to be fair they did do uh what seven seasons of the show whatever season, how many how many amount of seasons they did seven or eight or something they, like that and then yeah. they did two movies on top of that that but um, i don't my, what was kim cattrall in the movies i believe so uh unless i just have that mistaken i don't know, I don't know I, I, was, i'm pretty sure she was in the, at least the last movie that they put out yeah um but you know apparently they just had trouble working together and um which you you'd think at this point they would have squashed the beef or yeah. let bygones yeah, be bygones. Yeah, to let it last like fucking decades yeah. long. Because I know the residual checks are <laughs> looking pretty healthy, right, for Sex yeah. in the City. But there's nothing like a new check. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. What's better than your old check? And you know <laughs> they're gonna pay up. Right, yeah. especially if she makes a big spat about it, and the studio like, oh, we'll give you twenty million. She's like, no, that's not enough. Fuck you. Yeah. Slams the door. You know they're gonna. Or, I, but I, but I guess, I guess there are some. Anyways, whatever. We're getting into the weeds. We need to watch this because yeah, we, yeah let's let's, let's watch time. this. Um, so uh, to give you guys a little bit of plot detail, uh, <laughs> so the series follows how uh, Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte as they navigate the journey from uh, the complicated reality of life and friendship in their 30s to even more complicated reality of life and friendship in their 50s, obviously starring Sarah, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Kristen uh, Davis, newcomer Nicole Ari Parker, and Cynthia Nixon. Uh, shout out to Cynthia Nixon. She's super politically involved and she's got some pretty dope politics. Uh, this is due out December 9th, actually, so next week. This is going to be no, the week after the next uh, is when this will be dropping. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and take this. Uh, no, December 9th is Thursday of next week. Today's the first. Mm-hmm. How can that be true? So tomorrow's the second. I'm looking at a calendar. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. All right. Let's do it. The more I live, the more I find that if you have good friends in your corner, anything's possible. Carrie, party of three? <laughs> The future is unwritten because we're all at different stages of life. Tonight, bring your A game. How many dating apps are you on? I'm just waiting for someone to create a dating site that's called Here's the Man You've Been Searching for, Seema. This is X, Y, and me. What about you, Carrie? Have you ever masturbated in a public place? Not since Barney's closed. Oh, honey, I'm home. Yeah. I remember when you kept your sweaters in the stove. They're always She's a shopaholic. Barney's New York. So you can't have it all? No, you can. It's just really hard. You're not happy with who you are? <laughs> Step out of that box and change. And just like that, after all the years and all the changes, you're still you. Hello, lovers. Higher, your love is- 
ever watched Sex and City? I'm assuming you did. No, um, no. You never watched it? So it is on the list of the shows that I want to start next. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to convince my girlfriend to watch it. She's like, fuck no. But me, that's just not her jazz. There's no magic. There's no action or fighting or like whimsical shit. Um, There's no vampires. So, you know, she's like, yeah, no, I don't want to watch this show about. Huh? Big Twilight fan? Yeah, she loves Twilight, Mm. Vampire Diaries, Uh, you know, yeah. 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 We're watching, no one gets murdered. We're watching Dexter right now. So it's going to be a you know a tall order to get her to watch Sex in the City, but I do want to watch it. Yeah, uh I've been meaning to uh get into the uh the show. Um watching that trailer though, coming into it pretty cold uh as far as like a uh, Sex in the City uh city goes. Um it wasn't the best trailer, I think in the world, but of course I'm coming into it with you know, no, no history with the show. So maybe that's not, uh, maybe that's not fair. Um, <clears throat> but what I will say is it's, it will be interesting. I, I, what I'm really fascinated with all these shows that are sort of either getting rebooted or whatever the case is, seeing them adapt to like the times now. Right. So now we've got, uh, Sarah, Jessica Parker's character, who's probably a podcaster now or some shit. And you're just like, okay, so this is very now, like, this isn't mm-hmm. like five years ago. This is like, okay they're all doing shit that's relevant to like right now i'm sure there'll be no endless amount of millennial jokes in it like millennials do this and we do this oh yeah yeah, of course i'm sure of it um so it's very interesting to see all these things get rebooted but like in today's space and time and watch them as they fucking like morph into these um sort of like cultural like reference machines you know where they just start spewing out a bunch of like fucking now yeah momentary sort of like you know uh like they tap into the zeitgeist of now is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. um and and i see no end of that with with this it seems like that's what this is going to be um but you know for for a lot of people sex in the city is a big fucking deal um, yeah so i'm sure having it back um with the audience that it was able to capture i'm sure that audience has grown uh, obviously, as as the years have gone by, and now they get this sort of okay. Well, you're you're telling our story again. You know, yeah, that's essentially, I think what, what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I think coming in cold, it was like a you know, it's okay trailer. Yeah. But if you have context to like, luckily, I knew things about um, Sarah Jessica's Sarah Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. I just can't get her name down. Sarah yeah, Jessica. Why Parker. Why is it so hard to say Sarah Jessica Parker? I don't know. It's fucking. It's it's Sarah. long. It's ex, it's exhausting. There's a lot of letters. Maybe it's like two first names in a row. Sarah Jessica. Yeah. Like, what's happening? Just, are we talking about two people? Yeah. Um. But what is her character's name again? It was like uh. Uh. I think it's. Uh, I don't care. Um. So you know, knowing that like she's the shopaholic and like she's in love with shoes. So when she goes to her closet and she's like, "Hello, loves," like that is like a classic iconic moment for her. Carrie, right? Okay. Yes, I, th- I believe so. Yeah, Carrie like, Bradshaw. Okay, yeah, and the, but like that's an iconic moment for her, right? The joke that they had the when they were doing a podcast, like, "Have you masturbated in public?" And she says, "Not since Barney's closed." If you're watching the show, if I knew or at least, what Barney's was. I yeah, Barney's New York is like one of the biggest department stores, like luxury department stores in New York Definitely. City, right? It's like 
you know, we don't know about it. We, I've never been there. I don't have enough money to shop there. That's basically <laughs> what that story is. Um, so like little references like that would hit for the people who are familiar with the series. Yeah. Um, coming in cold, you probably wouldn't get it. But, you know, still a halfway decent trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the other uh, series because I've been doing that. Uh, like I'm right now, I'm in the middle of going through Star Trek mm-hmm. uh, and, and watching watching it. Not going to lie, <clears throat> Star Trek slaps a little bit. Once you put it into the proper context and realize what time period it was made in and, um, you know, accept it for what it is. Again, I feel like a lot of, and we'll talk about this in our next segment, but I feel like a lot of people don't just accept the thing for like what the fuck it is instead of like trying to impress upon it what they want it to be. And so for, I'm going to go back and watch uh, Sex in the City and I'm, I'm not going to hold it to like the standard of right now, but I'm going to accept it for what it was for the Yeah, time, yeah. You, know? you got to, whenever you're watching an old show, you have to put it in context. Like, you know, this is early 90s or yeah. this is early 2000s, whatever it is. You yeah. can't judge it as, as if it was made in 2020, yeah. 2021. That's silly. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, and I'm fully going to, not expecting to see any black characters at all. None, uh, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The concierge. Or, yeah. <laughs> as long as they're the help. <laughs> Even in this trailer, there's only one black woman. <laughs> well, I think it was two black was it? Isn't it? Terrible? I think it was just one. You saw her twice. That's it. Oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> they just shot her from a different angle. Yeah, like, God, shoot her from the left, different. shoot her from the right, then get her <laughs> off the property. Uh, so I guess that's one thing that they probably knew that they probably had to had to come back and tackle. I haven't seen the movies, obviously either. Uh, but one might think that that was something that they probably wanted to correct. Uh, you would have thought girls would have uh, a show with uh, what's the name or a fucking. The show Girls on uh, HBO with uh, Lena, Lena, Lena Lena Dunham. Dunham. Yeah. Mm. Uh, They, in their early seasons, had like no body of color on them. Yeah. I don't, not even just black people, just anybody. Yeah. Uh, not even on the and, set no not even helping out with the fucking you know to deliver donuts no yeah. I was like don't you deliver my donuts <laughs> fuck do you think this is we don't pay you Migros um, so yeah let's, let's move the fuck on here uh, we're gonna skip our next trailer and we're just gonna jump right into our main topics can you still rock for a little bit of time or are you yeah, yeah. okay um, let's jump into our main topics here uh, if I can find my there we go uh Okay, so for our first thing here, um, so news just broke uh, this uh, during this past week uh, that, of course, we're going to get uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, coming up, I think, in the next couple weeks, right? I forget exactly when the uh, the, um, the premiere date is yep. for it. Um, but uh, basically, news just broke that uh, we're potentially going to get another trilogy for Spider-Man films. Um, and one could hope that it's still going to be starring Tom Holland, but who knows? Um, <clears throat> I'll give you a direct quote here. Uh, so this uh, this is from um, Amy Pascal, who I guess is the, the higher up, uh, I believe, at Sony. Um, she says, uh, this is not the last movie that we're going to make with Marvel. Uh, this is not the last Spider-Man movie. Um, and we are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and, and Marvel. We're thinking this, of this as uh, three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three films. This is not the last of our MCU movies, which is huge fucking news because what that for one means is, is that um, if we can remember all the way back to far from home, there was a big to do about Sony and Marvel sharing the rights to Spider-Man Yep, and that they would basically jointly sort of come out with these, these films. 
And basically, I think Sony was like, yeah, we don't feel like doing this shit anymore. <laughs> and, you know, proceeded to say, yeah, this is probably, we're probably done with this. And then Marvel's like, uh, I guess we're done. And then somehow they were able to sort of patch up together and be like, all right, fuck it. Let's just do one more fucking movie together. Um, so this is big news because what that means is that they, whatever differences that they had, they were able to sort of work it out. They're like, look, we're both eating. Let's continue to eat. And look, I believe that just like I feel like everybody is because Marvel basically sold off all of their characters and they're just now being like, oh shit, we got to get all these people back. Yeah. Um, uh, I think what it is is like, yo, you're eating separately is not the same as eating together. Okay. Like whatever money that a Spider-Man movie can make on its own in the MCU, he's going to make that much more. And, and understanding that reality, I feel like is what's helping them now because, uh, having, having Spider-Man just do his own thing. All we're going to be doing the entire time is like, like where's where's yeah. some of the other characters where, I love? Like where's Doctor Strange? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like where's Tony Stark? I know he's dead, but uh, where is it? You know, yeah. like it's just that's all it's going to do is make us wish that all these characters to get, could get together or 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 have them share some sort of connected universe. You know, um, like the, that's what make the uh, made the comic books so appealing, right? Is is that on any given fucking issue, you could see a team up between the fucking X Men and like fucking Captain America and Wolverine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Spider Man and who the fuck ever. Yeah, X Men and Spider Man, Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that was what the. It was just like, yo, everything's so unpredictable. You don't know who you're gonna see and what or what's gonna happen. That's what's dope about seeing it now, you know. And so seeing that split apart, which is all that would cause, is like we can't wait till they get back together. You know, it's like Ross and Rachel. Yeah, right? saw them break up, and you're like, well, I, I just know these two crazy kids are gonna work it out before this thing's over. And if they didn't, you'd be like, well, that was fucking for nothing. All right, well, yeah, we're moving on. It'd be like reading like a story with. Uh, you know, like those CIA black excerpts where they like completely black it out so you can't read it. And it's like, there's so much more story behind that black ink, but there's like, oh, you don't have the rights to it. So we can't tell that story. Yeah. Like remove the black ink, remove the red tape. There's more, we can get more money together yeah. than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why the Sinaloa cartel teamed up with the fucking uh, um, the Guadalajara cartel. They're like, let's traffic this shit through the southern border of the United States. No let's get money together. Yeah. Talking yeah. about drug trafficking. Yeah. Uh, but Narcos, it's also, I mean, you know what? They're actually in the same business. Right? <laughs> Marvel and Sony in the movie business. The shit yeah. is addictive. Uh, let's team up. Let's traffic this shit together and tell better cocaine stories. <laughs> cocaine stories. Uh, so basically, um, so uh, and and I hadn't I haven't watched Venom yet, but apparently it basically introduces. Uh, and you feel free to tell me because I'm probably not going to watch it. Uh, it introduces Venom to the MCU, right? Is essentially what it does. Somewhat. Can I tell you? Sure. So I think in the final Spoiler scene, to, in the final scene of the movie, or movie. it might be a post credit scene. Tom Hardy and Venom are back at home watching um, TV. And on the TV, it's the story about Peter Parker is Spider-Man and the whole like Mysterio thing. And you see Venom like lean into the TV like, I know that guy. Right. So he's saying, I know, I know Spider-Man. And you can tell it's not in a good way. So that introduces Venom that like connects Venom and Spider-Man, which you can imagine in a future movie, there's going to be an appearance there. Well, um, maybe even in uh, No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think so. What you were talking about uh, a little while back was the idea of Blade and Morbius. 
And I vehemently sort of not necessarily shot it down, but was basically saying, let's hold our horses on that because Morbius is purely just a Sony product right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not in this sort of combo deal that that Spider-Man has. Um, But now what this does is kind of because they're clearly building towards a connected universe between Spider-Man, Venom, Morbius, uh, and whoever the fuck else they (laughs) decide to make a movie about. Um, And so... Uh, as they do that, well, if Spider-Man's staying basically in, in the MCU, what that means is that those characters are then um, going to be sort of transitioned uh, by proxy uh, to the MCU. Um, and so we might get our Blade, Morbius sort of movie, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, you know, coming up. Yo, it would be hot, dude. Just put all of them in everything. Yo, that should yeah. be fire. You know what what we got to hope for is that there are no like contingencies in this like agreement, right? Well, and, and also too, let us say, we don't know if it's official yet. That was just, I think Amy Pascal, I forget who the fuck she was talking to in this case, uh, but she was talking to, I think Fandango or some shit. Mm-hmm. Which really trust. Me. Yeah. Fandango. Fandango. <laughs> it was like, it was a contract <laughs> reporter. I just do this freelance, maybe misquoted. <laughs> <laughs> definitely just made the whole thing up yeah, just in a drunken but um, if this is true you would hope there are no contingencies there where it's like oh well we're gonna work together we're gonna do three more movies but like we're not gonna do this or or you can't quite do that like cause we we wanna tell we wanna do a standalone movie that tells that story you gotta hope that they're like you know what like let's again remove some of the red tape and like let's there's a lot of really really great story to tell here so let's tell it all and let's do it the right way the first time versus trying to save some of the content some of the storytelling for future standalone movies that may not be as good as the shit we can do right now yeah and also uh so tom holland actually sort of i guess he was doing an interview and i think that this was in france he was he was somewhere else where they had like translate with uh they were translating what he was saying into i think french um but I could be wrong about that. But uh, basically, they were asking him, like, yo, so what's up with this, fam? You doing three more? And he's just like, uh, you know, Tom Holland is notorious for letting the cat out of the bag when it comes to anything mm-hmm. movie related. Um, and so he was just like, uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Kind of. Maybe, I don't know. They just um, got to stop telling him shit. Well, maybe that's what they did in this case. And he just didn't know. And he was kind of taking off guard of, like, is there a three yeah. movies? Tell me. Good, now, but, good. but he's also said that he doesn't want to be fucking playing Spider-Man into his like 30s. It's which... all good. We'll film it all right now. We'll film it all right now. <laughs> Eight movies back yeah. to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I feel about another three Spider-Man movies. Um, but I do know that I just want... I want clarity on our, the current state of the MCU. Because right now, and it, one could say perhaps it was because of the pandemic, but it's it feels like really fractured. Whereas with the first few phases, it felt like there was a very clear build. Yeah. And now it feels like we're just, we're going in a lot of different directions. And I guess it's all centering around this idea of a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. But also it just, it feels really fractured. Like uh, between, I don't know. I mean, I think what we got from like Loki, right? Um, basically kind of like uh, setting up the stage for these multiple universes. And then we see the reference again in what we're going to get in Spider-Man. 
we see um, some of it in, uh, well, I mean, obviously we've got Doctor Strange and the madness of the multiverse or whatever coming pretty soon. So I think we're getting the sprinklings of it and it's slowly building towards the thing. But I can see like what they're building towards. I just don't know what the thing is yet. But it is very exciting to like see, see it in, referenced in Loki, to see Kang in Loki. And I think there might be a Kang reference coming in, the, in, in like the, as far as I understand, there's like a there's been a leak that there may be a Kang reference in Spider-Man as well. Um, and then obviously, I think we're going to get that in Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know. I like what they're I, I like when things seem scattered and, and random at, in the beginning. And then you get to that point where like you see it like, oh, fuck, that's what they're going for. Yeah. And then it comes to life. And I think that's what happened with uh, Endgame. But I, but, I, but I feel like there's, there's so much that they've put out. I, I, I mean, one could argue that they they put out like what like i think it was like eight movies before we got the first avenger movie that might be wrong that's definitely wrong. no i think there was, was like captain america iron man thor and hulk. hulk yeah yeah i think they put out maybe like 16 movies before we got infinity war because oh, no, no, t- not infinity war i'm talking about the first avenger event okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um shit i don't know like it had to have been like 10 or 12 because it was a, no, a Infinity was. War, and then there was like two. It was like no, a, no, no. I'm talking about the first Avengers movie. So this is literally all the way back in 2012, I think. Mm. Um, so you had Iron Man, which came out in 2008, I think. Uh, and then you had Thor that came out after that. Captain America that came out after that. And I think I want to say Hulk came out before those. I think but, it came out before. Yeah. Um, but I think I can only remember those four movies, and I maybe maybe Iron Man two also came out. Yeah, Iron Man two definitely came out before Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, but it was like only like five things, right? Whereas now it feels like we're getting, and again, maybe it's because of the pandemic and, and how that kind of slowed everything down. But it feels like we're getting a lot of things with no like overarching. This is the thing. Like we had the Avengers to look forward to, right? Like yeah. for years it was like rumored they're going to come out with the Avengers movie. And then, sure enough, that's what they were building towards. This, I don't. What the fuck is the thing we're building towards? Like, what is it? What is the movie? I guess you could argue maybe Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and maybe we'll get a little more clarity after that. But that doesn't. That feels like a Doctor Strange movie. That doesn't feel like a, it's a thing that we're like we're yeah. building towards. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the thing is yet. Um, yeah. but everything that I've seen coming out of Marvel so far, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, so whether we get the thing sooner than we expect. Um, or maybe it's a little bit down the road. Maybe they're going to like really take their time and build up towards it. Um, I think we can trust Marvel on this. Yeah. If this were DC, I need to know now, you know, <laughs> I need to know need clarity, even what's to. cap, what's coming eight years from now. Yeah. I need to know today. That's if it's right. Marvel, I trust yeah, I you guys. Trust you. Yeah, yeah. You've earned that, uh, respect. Um, dude, let's move on, uh, to our next story. Um, unpopular movie opinions. Um, so what got me talking about this was I was seeing what was trending on Twitter and the last Jedi was trending on Twitter for random reason. I don't, I don't know why exactly, uh, the last Jedi was trending, but, uh, but one of the main things that everybody was talking about as I was scrolling through all the comments was how much they actually loved, uh, the last Jedi. Now for everybody who's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The Last Jedi is despised by the faithful uh, Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. They hate this movie. That's the one with Darth Maul. 
No, no, no this no. is the one that came. What out episode in, is it? Two thousand seventeen, sixteen, somewhere around there. Um, this is episode uh, eight. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So this is the one after Force Awakens mm-hmm. and before the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So this is the the one, and if you can remember, this is one where like we're basically getting our first glimpse of, um. Uh, Luke Skywalker and kind of like what happened with him and Kylo Ren and yada yada people loathe or Star Wars fans loathe this movie because it's such a departure at least it feels like it's such a departure from everything they've sort of known with the Star Wars films right Um, and I'm not going to bore everybody with like the ways in which people say it's, it's completely different but I will say that watching what I what I kind of came away with the conclusion after looking at this thread was that watching the Star Wars movies individually is far more pleasing to me than trying to think about them together. I think that the reason why people had such a hard time not only with this movie but the, the whole the new sequels that we got between The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker is that together they didn't read it wasn't a cohesive thing. And even they've this has been verified. Like I think J.J. Abrams or whoever has already come out and been like, yeah, we didn't really do this all like together. We kind of just piecemealed it, you know, you know, uh, as we sort of like went went along and it feels like that. It doesn't feel very cohesive. It feels like some very different ideas that were kind of just thought of at the moments that they were thought of. Yeah. Um, But watching them individually, great experience, right? I actually, I don't know if I love the movie, but I have no problems with the movie or at least I don't, I don't have this hatred of the movie. I, I like it. I like the movies. I like The Force Awakens. I like The Last Jedi. I like Rise of Skywalker. After getting, I remember me and you left the theater of Rise of Skywalker, but like, you know, that was pretty fucking That dope. shit was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so staying on the Star Wars track, right, of like unpopular opinions, dude, I don't care what anybody says. As much, as good as the original Star Wars films were for the time that they were created, let's be real, the, the, the sequels were much better than the prequels, right? So, I, you know, Revenge. Uh, no, no, I can't say that. No, uh, fuck wait, wait, no. the sequels, as in the Force Awakens and all that stuff, is better. Uh, than... So the more recent ones, right? Those are the. These are the sequel. Okay, so let me let me. So you, you've got the prequels, which are start with Episode One, Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, then the Revenge of the Sith, yeah, then A New Hope, then The Empire Strikes Back. Then the uh, the last not the last Jedi uh, the Return of the Jedi, and then you have the new sequel, which mm-hmm. is Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then Rise yeah, of Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, all all the new shit is way better than the old shit. My one of my personal favorites, if I could give you a, a quick list in no particular order, I think Revenge of the Sith was great. Um, yo, unpopular opinions. Everybody's now going back and being like, yo, and and this is like twenty years removed from them. Everybody now is going back and be like, that shit wasn't too bad at the time. Everybody fucking everyone hated it, hated it. and I think it's because like everyone it was Christian Hadenson was so easy to hate as like a young Anakin. Um, and I'm like, I, look, I look, he, he was can, dry we can, we, emotionally. We have nuance here. Yeah. We have nuance here on the podcast, right? We can admit two things. Two things can be true. Yeah, the prequels could be pretty fucking dope. His acting in them can be complete shit. And I actually like Christian Hadenson. I like right? Christian Hadenson. I think he was a little bit like emotionless. In as as a young, um, it wasn't uh, even emotionless. It was young Skywalker. The believability of his emotions were called into question. But I blame that honestly more on the directing than I do 
him as yeah. an actor. And now he was a young actor at the time, you know. Um, but uh, but I think that I think that had he been given better direction and honestly better dialogue, period. Yeah, he'd have been fine. And honestly, that with the prequels, that's like my major problem is just that dialogue was just not good. Yeah, uh, uh, with them. Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, again, I think the more recent Star Wars films that we got are better than you know episodes one through five, in my opinion. Um, no, no, no. So what you, so the reason why you, what you're saying is confusing is because you're you're actually talking about the Revenge of the Sith when you in, in within that that was five. episode that was one through three is Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Revenge of the Revenge Sith of the was Sith. episode three. chronologically episode three. So we. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, right. it's it's right. so so it's so, so fucking what's confusing, confusing. It started with episode four, which is a new hope, which is what yeah started it all, and then it then um, Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. That was all back in like yeah the eighty seventies and eighties. Fuck their chronologic chronological order or whatever. You know what I mean. Sure. The more recent shit, I'm is, trying to clarify for people. Yeah, yeah. So the more recent shit is better. Like Starting with Revenge of the Sith, I really like that movie. Sure. And the shit we've gotten since, and I only have a, a few more minutes here. Yeah. Um. So I, I want to list off like two or three other unpopular opinions that uh, I've come across that I absolutely agree with. Sure. Um. This movie is super hated. It's very underrated, in my opinion. It was maybe one of the best in the franchise. Batman and Robin. That shit was mm. great. I remember as a kid <laughs> watching because uh, this is the one with um uh. Alicia Silverstone as yeah, Batgirl. As Batgirl yeah. uh, I think George Clooney as Batman. Was it George Clooney? Yeah, it was George Clooney. Yeah. And who played Robin again? Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, dude. I remember watching them. You know, you see the bat sign, and then they all like start running down. I remember watching that shit. Like, yo, this is legendary. But and is you that, know isn't what? That just nostalgia, though. Because no, as, no, as this a movie. Kid, I thought that shit. Was, when's the last time you watched it? Um. It's it's been years. Yeah, it's been years. I, what I what I would contest is that go back and actually watch that and tell me if you still have the same because I feel like they got us because as kids when we're seeing them fucking run down with the fucking new suits on and shit we're like yo this shit is fire that shit was fire Yer. but I feel like as like adults we're kind of like I mean we've seen that a thousand times and what do you have besides that yeah like, I feel like that's I don't know I could be wrong but fair enough I respect your opinion that. It's a very unpopular opinion to say. Yeah, people that hate that movie. Fun. I don't know why. Uh, so my next one on the list is like people. It's because of the nipples. Uh, because of Batman's. Yeah, he did have nipples no in the bad suit. For you to have yeah. nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one is like people love Frozen, right? And then some will say that Frozen Two was better just because it was bigger, it was more theatricals. They just did everything. They upped it like two or three notches, right? Mm-hmm. But. I think Frozen 1 was better. The first one was better. The soundtrack was better. The story was better. Uh, I remember watching that with my daughter, and she's like, oh, daddy, let's watch Frozen. And I'm like, cool, cool, let's watch this shit. I want to see this shit, let's watch it. So I watched it with her, and I, I was, at a certain point, I had to be like, get the fuck off me. Like, this shit is amazing. Like, what's about to happen? Um, and then I, I took her to see uh, Frozen 2 in the theaters, and I remember watching it, and like this was like the first one we watched at home on like a 42 inch TV, yeah. right? Frozen 2, we're in the theaters watching it on the big fucking screen, and I remember thinking like this movie's really good, but like the first one was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people would agree with that. My last uh, uh, little note here was um, in the Spider Man universe, uh, Into the Spider Verse is clearly the best Spider Man movie of all time. I don't think that that's an unpopular opinion. You, you sure? I mean, I think Positive. a lot of people would say no, 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 yeah, no, no. People I mean, I know the IMDb rating is up there. People um, love this movie. 
also shout out to Issa Rae. She's been confirmed as yeah, um, the, the, she's been cast in. Uh, yeah, she's going to be in the next Into the Spider Verse film. Um, my last one here on the list. Uh, sorry, I had it here somewhere. Uh, where the fuck is this? Oh, so I saw this one thing about like so there are apparently a good amount of people who think Jesse Eisenberg was very good as Lex Luthor. Um, it seems like there's a somewhat of a popular opinion that he did well in that role as Lex um, Luthor. I'm going to say fuck that and fuck those people. I, I also think that that's not, that's the opposite. I think people had thought strongly that he had a poor performance. Um, I was like, I was, so when I saw this one, I was, I looked it up and a lot of the people, or at least a lot of the reviews that I've seen have said like, he did a good job. Um, he was quirky and silly, which people liked in Alex Luther, and not like the serious businessman that gets reflected sometimes in the an- animated series. Um, they thought he did a good job. Whether this is an unpopular opinion or not, here's my opinion. Fuck Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. He was absolutely terrible. I don't know what anybody was thinking. Uh, as soon as like he, you know, all the... <laughs> you mr wayne like as soon as he started doing that shit they should have been like yo get this guy off of the fucking lot right now that shit was horrible yeah all right those those are my three um you know i know you got some you know, a few things to get to so i'm gonna let you go yeah uh okay so i'm gonna this is a fluid list um look it, it's it's a lot easier what i what i realized in trying to put this list together not even a list but just a couple of notes that i put together is that it's way easier to hate a movie to say that you hate a movie that everybody loves or hate a thing that everybody loves than to find something that everybody hates that you actually like yeah like candy corn i love candy corn we are complete opposites in that (laughs) (laughs) i like i often wonder what curse upon the world was made to bring us candy corn but fair enough um so uh so i tried to really stay away from anything that i hated that everybody else loved I, I, I want to go positive. And then that's my theme now is like, I don't feel like I want to talk about something that I hate often. Like I only want to mention it when I just really feel compelled to, um, because it's like, what's the use, right? One of the movies that I thought was really underrated that I, or not even underrated. I don't care how, how it's rated, but that I just really just fucking adore. I don't remember a movie called sweet November with uh, Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron where basically uh he's this dude who doesn't fucking i guess get along with that many people uh and then he meets this woman but she's like dying of cancer or something i don't know what the fuck she's dying of she's dying of something uh and they only have a short amount of time and she's kind of trying to push him away but he's like no i really like you and then she ends up dying at the end sorry spoiler alert for you guys um i've always adored this movie but i'm it's pinned pretty critically Mm. (laughs) uh by everybody but I just, it's just one of those movies that I watch at the, just like the right time. And it's just, it's like one of those fall movies. I just pop in, watch it. I don't know. Pop in. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> you got a VCR. But, uh, but I've always, always liked that. Uh, and it was when I first started to realize, oh, I guess Keanu Reeves can't really do any, anything wrong. Cause I remember watching it. Uh, the, uh, everybody always pans the, uh, what's the, the, uh, the lake house. The lake house. Great movie. Everybody love it. Love that love movie. Love this movie. Yeah. You know, but everybody's like, nah, it's shit. I'm like, but it's good shit. I yeah. like it. I like it. Um, so basically anything that Keanu Reeves does, I'm usually pretty into. You, you know, for one reason or another, he usually can't miss. Yeah. Um, another really, uh, now now this one I know for sure is unpopular. Uh, yeah. I, 
I couldn't help but kind of like the uh, the latest Fantastic Four movie that we got with Michael B. Michael Jordan, B. Jordan yep. uh, not Rudy Mara, but um, Kate Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who played Reed Richards and, and Ben Grimm and all that. Um, but uh, but I actually I actually kind of fuck with it. And why everybody hated it, I kind of don't know. I don't get. It. I kind of just went along with it, like, yeah, that sucked. But I was like, I might watch this shit again. I don't know. That shit was kind of fireballs. Um, but yeah, that, that's my superhero movie. Um, that uh, that everybody else hated, but I, I kind of actually dug. Um, I didn't mind it. I mean, I do think Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer was probably the best among the the four films. But that's a that's a tough sell. I'm not gonna lie. That that's that's unpopular. That's definitely not really? no, <laughs> Silver Surfer in that movie. He was, he was smooth as a it, bitch. Well, it, let's put it this way. It was so much. It was panned so much that it forced them to be like, Yo, let's just rethink this whole shit. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get all new people in here. Um, uh, another very unpopular opinion. I fuck with Vampire in Brooklyn. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who does I fuck, fuck with, with that? Pretty much everybody else. <laughs> the white people who moved into Brooklyn shortly after was like, this is ours now. This, of course, mine they don't want a black vampire <laughs> running yeah. around. Uh, but, but no, I, this I, is a I, great movie. You know, and honestly, I, if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't know if I can call it a great movie so much as it's just one of those nostalgia things that I just watched it all the fucking time when I was, when I was a kid. It just never didn't play on TV for some reason. Um, and I just remember really just fucking just having a good time. It's fucking silly. It's Eddie Murphy as a fucking vampire. I don't. What was he? He was supposed, was he supposed to be a Dracula in it. Who the fuck was he supposed no, to be? No, no, I think he was, he was supposed to be a, be a vampire. vampire yeah. And then fucking um, who's the dude? Who, Arsenio uh, Hall. Dwayne. No, no, Dwayne from a uh, different world. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what his his name's. Name is. You're not gonna come uh, to me. But uh, but I remember him like kind of slowly like degrading as the movie starts. Mm-hmm. His hand would fall off. He'd be like, Man, what the fuck? Uh, his name is Kadeem Hardison. There he you played go. Julius Jones. Yeah, you know, um, I really fuck with it. John know? Witherspoon was in this movie. Yeah, Angela um, Bassett was in this movie. I love that movie. Yeah, man. Uh, so so I, I feel like I say all this to say that look, uh, watching movies, it's an opinion, and I, and I, I'm guilty of it too, right? Like. There will be sometimes you say something like when you said Batman and Robin, I was like, ooh. Or when you said Silver Surfer, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Right? But we do have to just appreciate how movies, um, it's all opinion-based, right? Like no opinion should override every uh, everybody else's opinion, right? So when a critic or even just fans say that they either like or hate a movie, that doesn't mean that everybody should like or hate that movie. It just means that if you watch it, you you fuck with it, right? Um, or you watch it, and you don't fuck with it. Um, so when people are talking about the Star Wars, uh, either sequels, prequels, or anything else, or originals, I feel like what needs to happen is for you to fucking recognize that whatever opinion you have about said movie is your own opinion. Yeah. Right. And what happens online is that people don't fucking like somehow that gets detached when people are speaking online because they speak about it as if this is the definitive thing for this thing, right? Yeah. Like, because I remember watching the original Star Wars movies because I watched it after, like, I I watched it after, way after Star Wars was a thing, right? I watched it probably late 90s, early 2000s is one of my first real experience actually, like, watching, sitting down and watching the Star Wars films. Uh, And I just was like, oh, 
Okay. Like I, I wasn't, but I felt compelled to be like, you know, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever seen because of how fanatic everybody was about the movies and how nostalgic everybody was talking about, you know, the different scenes and the Wookiees and the Ewoks. And well, I guess everybody, I don't know if everybody loves them. I, I forget where we stand on the Ewoks situation. Who doesn't like um, the Ewoks? I think they're kind of whack, but fair enough. <laughs> That's just me. Um, uh, but uh, but I felt compelled to like it because everybody else liked it, even though I was kind of like, nah. And then when the prequels came along, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really fuck with the Phantom Menace that much. Attack of the Clones, I was like, eh. When the Revenge of the Sith came out, I was like, this movie's hot. I don't know yeah. who the fuck's talking about anything. This movie's who doesn't like this? hot right now. Uh, especially with that fucking, the, the, uh, the last uh, battle between Anakin and uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yep. Fucking dope, dope shit, you know, dope shit they were doing there. Um, and I can see why people either like it or don't like it or whatever the case is. But I still thought it was dope. And and to just step on other people because they're saying they either like something or don't like something. And I just watched a recent video on the Last Jedi, basically explaining what the fuck was actually going on and what the thought process was that was going on into the the, the Last Jedi, and. It makes sense, dude. Like, I feel like if you just kind of take it on its own, it makes sense. You yeah. Know? But anyways, I digress. Uh, that's that's my soapbox and I'm going to get <laughs> off of it. Um, no, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, uh, no matter what the film is, what the movie is, what the show is, like, opinions are just opinions. I never take someone's online opinion or even like, you know, people I, I trust and respect in person. Like if you come to me, you say, yo, like this movie was shit. Like I had people tell me, yo, the Eternals garbage. Don't watch it. I went to the theaters to see Dude, it. And you know what? I still that. really liked the movie. Yeah. I, I still don't understand why people thought it was garbage. Like for the people who are like, I thought it was amazing. I kind of don't understand that for the people who are like, I thought it was terrible. Kind of don't yeah, that. you like, know why? Because a lot of times when people have those really strong opinions, and when you ask them like why, like t- explain why you think it's garbage, they can't. They'll usually just say more fluff stuff like, "Oh man, like it was just it was trash. It didn't make sense. It was silly." It was like, "Well, what didn't make sense? What was silly?" And once you ask those questions, usually it's just like an emotion that they have, or maybe like they were like told to feel that way. Like somebody else said it was trash. So they're like, Oh yeah, I think it's trash too. Where it's like, you gotta be able to tell me why you feel the way you feel about the thing for me to respect your opinion on it. Mm -hmm. If you just say, Oh, it was trash. I'm like, cool. You know, I appreciate your, your thoughts, but I'm going to go see it myself and decide for myself. I I think that people like, again, going back to star Wars, people have very specific ideas for, for why they don't like, uh, the sequels uh, that that just more recently came out, um, but even within that, I'm I'm kind of like a lot of times for me, it's based in what you wanted to have happen instead of just accepting what has happened. Yeah, right. And I, I will agree that the sequels honestly don't, as you take them as a whole, they're not cohesive, right? Or as as cohesive as the last two trilogies that we got. But I would say that. If you're a person who's not watching them just purely for tracking each fucking thing, taking them individually, it is a fight. I like the movie. What the fuck you want me to say yeah. here? You know, I'm not going to tell you I fucking hate something when I yeah. think it's fucking dope. Shoot me. Oh, uh, yeah. Unless, unless you're Alec Baldwin. In the street. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just check okay. the gun first, please, Jesus Alec. Right. Um, anyways, uh, so, so that's the long story short here is fucking movies their art and you you can have opinion about the movie but 
the moment I feel like you're wrong is when you try to impress that opinion upon other people, when you're saying that other people should or shouldn't like a thing based on the fact of your opinion. Yeah. But literally, they're all movies. It's all just opinions. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the tweet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting the fuck out of here. Uh, We'll see you guys next week, same time, same place. We appreciate you. Love you. Thank you for supporting us. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, do all the fucking shit that you should do online. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Um, and we will uh, hit our very usual portal. Fade out. Peace. Out. Yeah, I don't know why he had nipples on the bat side. That was weird.